This is a warning right now. If you have children in the room or, uh, you know, you're like in an area where NSFW or whatever is not okay, send them out of the room or turn the volume down or put on a headset or something because the opening song is going to be uh, a little uh, whatever. It's, it's, it's my message to Frontier about how I feel at this exact moment. So I hope you enjoy. I've tried, 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 and I've tried even more. I've cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I pressed, I pushed, I yelled, I begged in hopes of some success. But the inevitable fact is that it never will impress. I've no more fucks to give, my fucks have run dry. I've tried to go fuck shopping, but there's no fucks left to buy. I've no more fucks to give, the more fucks I've tried to get. I'm over my fuck budget, and I'm now in fucking debt. I strive, strive, strive to get everything done. I played by all the rules, but I very rarely won. I've smiled, I've charmed, I've wooed and laughed, alas, to no avail. I've run round like a dullard to unequivocally fail. I've no more fucks to give, my fuck fuse has just blown. I've been hunting for my fucks all day, but they've upped and fucked off home. I've no more fucks to give, my fuck rations are depleted. I've rallied my fuck army, but it's been fucking defeated. The effort has just not been worth the time or the expense. I've exhausted all my energy for minimal recompense. The complete lack of acknowledgement has now begun to gall. And I've come to realise that I don't give a fuck at all. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have flown away. My fucks are now so fucked up they refuse to fucking stay. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have gone insane. They've come back round and passed me while they're fucking off again. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have all dissolved. I've planned many projects, but my fucks won't be involved. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have all been spent. They fucked off from the building and I don't know where they went. I've no more fucks to give. I've no more fucks to give. I've no more fucks. I've no more fucks. I've no more fucks to give. Coming to you live from the Salty Dog Bar in Meredith City. The hottest spot in all of LFT 926. It's Elite Week. Radio Free, Galactica Channel 07. Hello, hello, and welcome to Elite Week Episode 84. No more fucks to give. Galactic Water Cooler Podcast, Friday, June 25th, 2021. How are you all doing? I am Kai Zen. I will be your host on this drunken romp through the galaxy. I have bottles of 6 and 25 grain bourbon whiskey, 6 and 20 old money 
whiskey. I've got Pops Old Fashioned Irish Whiskey, high alcoholic content. I've got Dragon's Milk Beer and Sorry Not Sorry Peach IPA with Azaka Mosaic and Simcoe Hops by Evil Genius Beer Company. Some of these are sponsors. Some of them are just where I spend my money. Life is good. I hope you are doing well. Whoo! With me, as always, is my main man, Roy. Roy, uh, while I crack this bottle of 6 and 20 open, oh, why don't you say hello to the beautiful people and uh, tell them what you're drinking. I'm going to give them a little ASR. A, a, ASMR experience. ASMR, of, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is this is uh, when you hit the top of the glass, you stop pouring. That's a good good tip. Oh, Pro I, tip right there. I almost went over the edge, but I caught it. <laughs> Hello, ahead. everyone. Happy Friday night. Glad you're here. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm drinking fucking Merlot. <sighs> nice. And I don't want to hear any shit about it. Why would you hear I've shit about it? A, I think you're very uh, classy. It's a, it's a movie reference. I and I um I got a sidecar going of uh, Brazilian cachaça. Nice, so, nice. A kicker for later in the evening. I think you're very classy, Roy. I do you. Uh, we also <laughs> have the tactical officer tweet. Say hello to the beautiful people. Tweet. Friday night once again. Here we are. I of course have a nice hot cup of coffee with me. Some strawberry cheesecake flavored coffee tonight. Pretty that's, good. That but I also nice. have my. I also also have my six and twenty whiskey sitting right next to me for after the coffee because I'm in today's day and age. I'm very strange. I don't like my coffee cold, so I drink that while it's hot. Whiskey, mm. I like any way it get. I get it. So hell yes, I have never found a whiskey I didn't like, but. I'm also not that picky. Uh, we have some special guests with us tonight from the Skunk Works AX. Everyone salute. We have Commander Katie Burns. Say hello, Commander. Hello, everybody. Um, it's lovely to be here. Tonight I am drinking a lovely Shiraz red wine. <laughs> Very classy. I'm not going to say that I would do you because you have a husband, so you are off limits. <laughs> but... You know who's not off limits? A sexy, sexy commander named Commander Seraph. Say hello. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. And today I'm drinking beer. I'm, 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 I'm doing um, pleb thing. What kind of beer? Um, at this moment, this is Grolsch, but next, uh, next one will be a Brewdog Punk IPA waiting on my table. As soon as I finish that can, the bottle will be next. Nice. I, I got this Sorry Not I, I'm not going to lie. Evil Genius Beer Company. I bought this Sorry Not Sorry just because I saw literally the name of it was hashtag Sorry Not Sorry. And I was like, I don't have a clue what kind of beer that is, but I have to have it in my mouth hole. Uh, we, <laughs> we also have with us tonight Commander Soldier Sailor. He of the uh, uh, massive precision killing of anti or of Xeno. Yeah, yeah. Anti-Zeno is killing Zeno's uh, variety. Commander Soldier Sailor, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Maker's Mark 46 straight because it's bourbon and you don't need to put anything with it. It's great the way it is. You are nice. a classy fellow and I salute you, sir. Well, thank you. Yes, yes. All right. So, 
Yeah, that was, uh, you heard my ode to Frontier. I've no more fucks to give. That was by, um, oh, what's that guy's name? It's uh, Thomas, Thomas Benjamin Wild Esquire. He's also doing nice. our closing song, which is his version of Space Oddity, which I, I, I'm, 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 I'm there for. Uh, and again, you know, sort of dedicated to Frontier. Um, yeah, we're, we'll get into that in just a little bit. Our cover art was uh, Proportions of a Commander by Remlock Industries. There is a link in the show notes to the Remlock Industries link for like their advanced guide to playing Elite as uh, you know. Um, it's good stuff. It, it uh, bonjour, ça va to all of my French friends uh, at Remlock Industries. I have massive respect for what your totally awesome player group is doing within the game of Elite Dangerous. So I really wanted to highlight that. And I named it Proportions of a Commander because it's basically they took the the Leonardo da Vinci sketch, Proportions of Anatomy of a Man or whatever, and 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 they kind of did a, a commander version of it in the suit. So I thought, you know, I don't know. I thought I'd be clever. Whatever. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It it it's good stuff. Uh our graphics producer for tonight is Swordsmith. Our executive producer is Wolf Dragon, who he's not here on the show tonight because he's got a hot date with a buxom redhead, a.k.a. his wife. Good good on you. Have fun with that. Our podcast editor is Monohive. And, um, yeah, it, it, we, we got a packed, packed show. Let's run down the list and see what we have on store tonight. Uh, I want to give a massive salute to the first three heroes of the human race to give their life in space. Uh, Commander uh, Georgi Dobrovolsky, Vladislav Volskov, and Viktor Patsayev. Uh, they were the crew of Soyuz 11. Uh, they were the only crewed mission to board the world's first space station, the Salyut 1. Um, they arrived on the space station on June 7th of 1971 and departed on June 29th, 1971. The mission ended in disaster when the crew capsule depressurized during preparations for re-entry, killing the three-man crew. Uh, they are the only, uh, first and only humans to have died in space on the record, officially. Uh, so... I want to give a big salute to them, and I have a glass full of old money whiskey here. Zesthetic Sildet. Ah, that's... <coughs> uh, yeah, that's smooth. Uh, we will be giving a full sort of in-depth review of that mission on next week's show. It happened between this week's show and next week's show, and I wanted to just give them a little salute this week, but we're going to get into the details of that story. Of As far as the official record goes, it's kind of hard to tell because, I mean, just to be honest, I'm not trying to be shitty, but like the Soviets and the Chinese are very sketchy on their mission information, so... Who knows how many have actually died, but officially, on the record, they're the only three humans to have ever died in space. And 
I don't give a shit that they were Russian. They were human beings who died in the like furtherance of the cause of getting humans into being a spacefaring civilization. And in my book, that makes them fucking heroes. So I salute the three of them. Um, tonight, we also have the premiere of the world premiere of Rebuy Unlimited's first episode. We've got a visit by the Skunk Works crew to talk all things AX. And speaking of AX, the AXI Discord just topped 10,000 members. Salute to you guys. All the guides you need to conquer Elite Dangerous Odyssey. Another virtual LaveCon. Bum, bum, bum. More coverage of a variety of space games. And uh, this is the week where I lose my last remaining fuck. And we'll talk about why. All this and more, so stay tuned. If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Elite Week and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Elite Week. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash EliteWeekDiscord, where you can check out or contribute to community feedback, resources on turning the wheel, and real-time updates about Elite from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, feel free to follow at EliteWeek3306 for news and information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space news. We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show. You're listening to Elite Week. This is Burger Ant. Subscribe if you want. Who fucking cares? Absolutely, Burger Ant. We're going to, on that note, we're going to just refill with a little old money. And uh, get this party started. Uh, so right off the bat, let's go ahead and I want to give a special sort of intro reel to our friends at the Skunk Works. So check this out. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Super Cruise News. Yes. Yeah, so Wrong one.
Yes. All right. We have with us tonight uh, guests from the Skunk Works. We've got Commander Katie Byrne, Commander Seraph, and Commander Soldier Sailor. Uh, right off the bat, I want to say we've got links in the show notes to the YouTube page for Commander Katie Byrne and Commander Seraph. Also, the Twitch page for Commander Soldier Sailor and several other links to various videos and things that I found to be personally very, very interesting. So let's start with first Commander Katie Burns. Katie, say hello to the beautiful people and uh, tell us a little bit about the Skunk Works. Sure. Um, so um, first of all, it's lovely to be here. Um, my name is Commander Katie Byrne. Um, I was formerly a director at the AXI and holds the number one position on the AXI's ACE leaderboard. Um, eventually, though, you know, my time with staff, it just, it just came to a point where um, we were running a separate server for wing um, for wing events. Mm -hmm. um, and being a, member, a staff member at AXI is, is a lot of work. You know, nothing but the massive, nothing but the highest level of respect for the staff members there. It is, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to make all of that work um, properly. And me and Seraph, we, we just decided that uh, we would rather focus some time on the, the wing event side of things. So um, I left the staff at AXI um, to focus on Skunk Works. And it grew into a kind of a kind of counterpart to the AXI where the AXI is where pilots go to learn AX mm -hmm. and they are second to none at... Um, but teaching people how to fight Zargoids. Mm -hmm. um, and then Skunkworks is kind of like the, the the kind of graduation group, the kind of where the masters go to carry out the highest level of AX following that. That's beautiful. So, <laughs> so just to clarify uh, again, and, and I mean, you just said it, but I just want to put it into very, very simple words for, for Americans. Uh, you're still part of AXI. It's just a situation of like the intro level and the beginners go to AXI and learn. And as we just said in, in the uh, uh, intro, 10,000 members celebrated this week. Like that is amazing stuff and a huge salute to them. But as people progress and get to the point where they're ready so, for sort of the master class or what have you, they can move into different areas and and skunk works is definitely one of those so you're you're still part of the ax community and and very much affiliated with the axi but you're you're sort of the the super super advanced class yeah i mean we're not i mean we're not officially recognized as, as part of the axi as an organization i'm i'm <laughs> retired from stuff there but Seraph, um, for example, is still a mentor at the AXI, uh, mm -hmm. an official mentor, um, as well as 40% of the AXI's ACE list are now members of Skunk Works as well. So there are very close ties. Yeah. Um, even though we we have, um, we, whereas once we were uh, essentially a wing server for the AXI, mm -hmm. um, in order to give Skunk Works the time it needs properly, because again, like, like the AXI, where the staff there have a lot to do behind the scenes to keep it running. Mm -hmm. Quicks is just the same, where we have so much to get done in the week ahead of events coming up and um, to make sure that um, people's ranks, much like the AXI, people's ranks are up to date. Mm -hmm. um, it is, uh, yeah, there's a, there are very close relationships between the two groups, for sure. That's and beautiful. also, yeah, I would also like to congratulate 
um, the AXI on reaching 10,000 members. That is, uh, it's an incredible achievement. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I, I totally <laughs> dig that. I do want to clarify, though, just to make absolutely sure that everybody knows, like you do focus on AX combat and you put out a lot of amazing videos on the subject. But in addition to that, not not so much skunk works, but you personally, Katie, under the channel of Commander Will and Kate, you and your husband, you put out amazing sort of videos on a broader spectrum of just all things sort of elite. And I've seen you, you know, put out stuff on like, hey man, here's our like take on patch four that we covered on last week's show, or here's our take on you know, the plant gun or you were like you specifically were one of the people that like you got a hold of the on, on that day one, you know, cock up <laughs> of Frontier. You got a hold of the the plant uh, exploration suit and you got a hold of the plasma weapons and you put out really great sort of sneak peek stuff. Uh, so not only like, yes, absolutely. If you're interested in level AX play. Check out Skunk Works. Check out the videos of Commander Katie Burns, Commander Seraph, Commander Soldier Sailor, and all of the Skunk Work related crew. But it's not just AX stuff on your personal YouTube. You cover sort of a broader spectrum of all things that people might be interested in, even if AX isn't their thing. Absolutely, yeah. When the when the Alpha came out for um, for Odyssey, um, we were covering. Um, the various phases of the alpha and we still cover now the updates uh, mm -hmm. for alpha for the uh, week for um odyssey mm -hmm. we've actually got an event coming up that is that is exclusively odyssey i can't i can't say too much about it but yeah we've got something coming up now that, that is exclusively odyssey nice um but but even prior to odyssey we were we were on the channel covering for example um tu tutorials on how to begin in AX combat and how to engage Stargoids, mm -hmm. as well as ship reviews for anti-Xeno combat. Um, but it isn't, as you say, it isn't just AX. There's, there's coverage of Odyssey as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope to continue that in future. That's beautiful. I, I, <laughs> I love your channel. I will continue. I mean, yes, Skunk Works, I love. But just me particularly, I love the Will and Kate channel for, like you said, the expanded odyssey and all things sort of elite coverage and i know for a fact that you've been getting into a little bit of star citizen so we're going to talk about that on the star <laughs> citizen section because i definitely want your input on that um we also have commander seraph with us now i want to say this because he's too polite he's gonna not uh want to really get into this so i will say it bluntly um, the billion dollar plus company that is Frontier Developments, which is in fact the largest game development company in all of the UK, if you take all of their employees together and say, hey, give us a UI, give us some cool UI stuff, the process or, or the product that they will make after like four years of development is, um, yeah, Nowhere near as good as the product that my man Commander Seraph would put out. So I'm going to go ahead and put on the screen. Now, the intro video that we had with the William Tell Overture, the 1812 Overture or whatever, um, that was legit good shit. But in addition to that, 
we also have I want to put up here asset three on the screen uh, commander serif now that I've introduced you I've got your UI up on the screen can we take just a, a minute to have you walk us through if you were in charge of doing the UI for elite dangerous and you were to say hey I want the like ship outfitting screen how would you do it it's up on the screen walk us through it um th thank you thank you Kai for your kind words but um well I, I have to say I, I'm not the only one who'd come up with that um basically uh most of the players of of of, of elite dangerous would would probably come to conclusion that this is basically what we are looking for if if you have more than 10 ships um but yeah um what it is is basically if if you if you go to a shipyard you want to know what is your what is on your ship not number of modules that are engineered or number of modules that have any uh, that are guardian because that makes no sense and that's not something you would ever be interested in if you play the game like 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 players do but um well i i will probably expand on that uh, a little bit further uh, in the show because uh, i i guess the, it's not an easy question of why why the outfitting uh, or sorry shipyard ui looks how it looks in odyssey um so um yeah we'll, we'll talk about that later if you don't mind sure no problem so we'll i'll, I'll pull that down we'll, we can come back to it at another time I just wanted to kind of take a look at it but let's also sort of cover your you know you have a youtube channel which is in the show notes as well and you put out great stuff and you are in addition to being a commander that is a, one of the officers or one of the the, the the part of the leadership of skunk works you are also a mentor at the axi specifically and so I want to give you a big salute for your 10K, uh, you know, members on the Discord and the big event that you guys just did, the big hunt event. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your content, your channel, what you do with the AXI, what you do with the Skunk Works, anything you want to talk about? Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I, I am indeed a mentor at uh, AXI. I'm not as active as I used to be because uh, I basically have to... Um, well, uh, do stuff with Skunkworks, right? And I, I'm I'm a staff member there. That's that's right. Um, but thank you very much for for your kind words again. Um, we did hit uh, ten thousand uh, members recently, which is uh, which is a big stunt. Um, there is also an event uh, going on right now, uh, the the Great Hunt. Um, so you can, uh, uh, well. Actually, it's too late to join, but uh, yeah, Axie is uh, is hosting uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, thanks, thanks to uh, well, due to the fact that we we hit that ten thousand members. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, I uh, maybe maybe I'll 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 talk about what I do. Is um, it's I I am a mentor, like uh, like you mentioned. Um, I've been a member of AXI for over two years. Uh, I think over two and a half years right now. At some point. Um, me and uh, Katie, uh, we decided that we we wanted to uh, do a little bit more um, uh, pro level AX um, because, as she mentioned, it, AXI is a great place uh, to learn AX combat. But if you want to uh, do something on high level in peace, mm -hmm. um, well, 
ideally you would like to do it independently where you can uh, choose the people you want to do it with um so yeah that's that's uh that's how uh concourse came to be beautiful beautiful and uh again your youtube page is in the show notes for people to go check out all three of these commanders in their own separate sort of way are just rock stars of the ax community so if you are not subscribed to katie burn or serif or soldier sailor you're doing it wrong go check it out and and maybe it's something that appeals to you and maybe that it's not um i know kind of for a lot of people when they first start out they look at ax stuff as like oh that's the other end of the spectrum that's the I'm not interested in that. I just kind of want to go and mine and, and go and explore and go and sort of do my easy level stuff. That's totally cool. Nobody's pushing you to do anything that you're not ready for. But know this. When you get to the point where you're like, hey, I now have, you know, my 10,000 hours in on Elite or my, you know, 2,000 or 3,000. And I feel like I'm ready to sort of stretch my wings and aim high. You definitely want to start with the AXI and learn all of the sort of fundamentals. Like going to the AXI is like going to basketball camp and like learning how to play. And you should do that. But watching the videos of Katie Byrne and Seraph and Soldier Sailors is kind of like watching, you know, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen play at the, at the prime. And I think... It's a beautiful thing, and everybody should take a look at it. And that leads me right into Soldier Sailor. We got your Twitch channel in the Discord or in the show notes uh, for everybody to see. You, my friend, have—I mean, yes, there's there's definitely, you know, okay, you got you got the rock stars, you got the malignos and the the you know uh, 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 gluttony fang and 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 your esteemed colleagues that are with us. You personally are kind of what I ascribe to as you're the machine. You are the precision. Like when I just see it, it's like, okay, this is how you do it. If you had God mode of just like no missed shots, no, like every synth on time, every, everything you are watching Michael Jordan play the way Shakespeare wrote it, my friend. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your channel and what you do? Uh, well, thank you for that kind introduction. I'll now have to try to never, ever miss a shot again in my whole life. Uh, so no pressure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I uh, I stream on Twitch um, a little less frequently these days just because of real life uh, restraints. But uh, I'm usually doing AX combat. Um, I love helping new commanders get into AX because I'm really passionate about the sport. I really enjoy it i there's there's just nothing better and um like anybody can do it it's just it's you just have to learn the mechanics practice yeah i i love the sport and uh yeah hell yeah so everybody go like i said it'll be in the show notes check it out subscribe to these three look through the videos You'll see what I'm saying. And I got to say this, Katie, um, specifically, I am baffled by the lack of Frontiers 
okay. I don't. I'm gonna say this. I want to say this the right way. I'm baffled by their lack of reaching out to you. I have a link in the show notes to a specific video of yours. Um, Soldier Sailor Return to AX Conflicts. Amazing video. Great stuff. If you want to like really just okay, I'm learning how to do this. I want to you know take it to the next level. That's there. But you, Katie. The Thargoid War episode 58, Victory in the Nebulous. Your that video, which just came out this week, that video in particular to me was more exciting than anything that I've seen Frontier put out in the last year, including Odyssey trailers. That like like the way that you hyped up the battle and like this is what's happened. We went to this system. We found this kind of uh, uh, resistance. We overcame it. Then we moved to this system where the fighting was even fiercer. Then we moved to this system. Like, holy shit. Watching that, uh, honestly, the Thargoid War number 58 victory in the Nebulous, to me, was better than any trailer I've seen come out of Frontier, like, going back to maybe the Horizons era. Like, going back for years uh like it's in the show notes roy is linking it right now for the people that are watching live i'm telling you right now if you're watching this show live click on it and then pause it come back to us live as soon as the show ends watch that fucking video because it will blow your mind katie have has has frontier reached out to you at all about like hey we want to hype this up on our news stream or our whatever because like that 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 is the best promotion of any whatever that i've seen in the longest time for this game um first of all i want to say thank you so much that's that's an incredible compliment <laughs> um i have i've not i've not been contacted by frontier no um i do but we just love honestly we we just love Thargo Combat. We mm. think that one of, I mean, obviously the best part of the game for us is Thargo Combat, but we also think that Frontier have done a fantastic job when it comes to balancing the mechanics of Thargo Combat in a way that is, it's, there, there are predictable rules to a Thargoid fight, but there's room for experimentation and room for you to add your own flair to it. And um, it's, it's, it's almost like, in my opinion, it's like the perfect gameplay in a lot of ways. Now the the barrier to entry, um, not 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 even necessarily the skill barrier, um, but the material barrier to entry is something we can talk about later on. Um, I would love for Frontier to contact me to 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 you know to voice some ideas to them because they have they've hit a ho- they've hit a home run with Thargoid combat, mm. and I just feel like that the way that we fight Thargoids now is not the way they initially intended us to fight them. And if they would only, uh, like, as you said, um, seeing footage of something exciting, like like a battle against aliens, I mean, that, that is, these are the parts of the game you want to see, right? These are the part, if, I, if I was not playing Elite and I, I could see someone grinding on materials or mining or something or fighting a battle against aliens, I know which, one I, which, which way I'd go with that. And I just think that because... We because there's been some emergent techniques in the world of AX that have changed the way that that Thargoids are fought. 
since their inception that there, there kind of needs to be a reevaluation on on what what is available to AX commanders in terms of in terms of mechanics and content that already exists in the game mm. just making it more accessible to people i think that that's where that's where the, the changes need to come a hundred percent i agree and we're going to get into that in the discussion topics a little bit but i i just have to say regardless of what frontier is getting right and what frontier is getting wrong right now the fact that they are not hyping the living fuck out of that particular video <laughs> that video to me if i did not play this game and had no clue about it and just saw that video I, I literally, that's like the part from Starship Troopers where they're like, do you want to know more? And it's like, I'm doing my part. <laughs> that you in particular have a gift. You and uh, honestly, for my money, and I'm sure there are others, and I, I apologize now for the people that I'm leaving out, but you and Avasu have a particular gift for putting out sort of propaganda videos of like, fight for the mother of land let's kick some ass that like that to yeah. me if i did not own this game and i saw that video i'd be like i need to buy that game and get into that war so i just want to give you a big huge salute for that much love i also click sorry can i just add really sure, quickly you, sure. just you just mentioned avasa there avasa make 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 the axi debrief again it was awesome we we all used to love watch honestly it was my favorite thing to watch oh yes <laughs> I, do with avasa. I i i love and miss avasa i i avasa i want to have avasa's babies he's fucking just legit <laughs> he's just legit he's just one of my favorite people so yes we miss you um all right, so that takes us to the next topic. We're going to go on and get on to the rest of the galaxy and, and obviously take the three of you superstars with us to comment on, on all things Elite and other space games and space in general. So join us. Um, so next up, we've got this year's LaveCon is going to have to be virtual yet again. Uh, boom, 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 boom. The Buckyball Racers have yet another race event set up for it. We're going to cover it in more in-depth on next week's show. Because it starts on the 3rd, which is the day after next week's show. But, uh, you know, much love to the LaveCon people. Uh, they're, they're awesome. And it's just a situation of they had it all set up. And then because of the new variant i don't even i don't know what the politically correct term to call it is so i'm just going to say new variant of the covid whatever the british government extended the lockdown periods or whatever for longer and yada 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 and as a result lavecon will be virtual this year again uh, but let's look for the silver lining in this people like myself who are, you know, filthy colonials on the other side of the ocean, we can be just as much a part of the LaveCon. So for all of you thousands of people that are hearing this, if you don't happen to live in the area of, say, Cambridge, you now have a unique opportunity this year to be just as much a part of LaveCon as the Brits. So take advantage of that. Like, life gives you lemons make lemonade or squeeze them in the eye of like a kid and steal his money i don't know whatever you do you uh which takes us to the dark wheel 
update. It's the Dark Will update. That it is. And what's going on with the Dark Will? Well, first of all, uh, we expanded from Anyanwu to... Oh, I've been drinking a lot. Okay, Chontantiki. Mm-hmm, that's the name. Which is the system under the control of our good friends, the AEDC player group. Uh, they have very graciously allowed us to stay. They've said, you're welcome to stay. We want you to stay. We're in the same system. Uh, we're, we have the same deal with them in the system Wolf 433, where they told us, like, we want you to stay. You're welcome here. We invite you to stay. Uh, in, a, in exchange, we have promised a couple of things. Number one, we will never uh, attempt to, you know, overtake them in the system and we will you know provide them mutual defense in the future we acknowledge that they own the system chantantiki and we are their guests and we will be good neighbors and good guests and you know clean up after ourselves and whatnot so yeah um so we're in a three-day cool-off period for expansions right now. We want to expand next from Frimfaxi um, so that we can officially, once and for all, 100% cross off LFT509 from the list. Now, just to clarify, we already sort of semi-crossed off LFT509 from the list when we expanded from the last system, which was in the 20-light-year range, but just... To be 100% sure, because Hermfaxi is right next door, we are going to expand yet again. After this expansion, we will fully transition the Dark Wheel project, the Turning the Wheel project, into the next phase. Also, I want to give a huge salute to BSL2, Black Sky Legion Squadron 2, which has officially stood up on PlayStation side of the house. Um... We want all commanders in both Black Sky Legion 1 and Black Sky Legion 2 on PC and uh, PlayStation to join Black Sky Legion Squadron on Anara to unite us together uh, to increase the visibility of the Black Sky Legion. We're working on some things in addition to the Dark Wheel project. We have a, a crazy, like, we're one or two weeks out from releasing a video uh, basically, we've got this sort of scheme, and we've tested it, and it works. You can basically make 100 billion credits in a month or under. Uh, it's a thing that we're doing. So we'll have more information soon, PM. Uh, in addition to that, we plan on doing things with the Black Sky Legion, both in Elite Dangerous, i.e., money-making schemes and continuing to expand the wheel and doing stuff with the uh what do you call it um like the comfy cannon crews we're gonna do some exploration stuff after frontier sort of unfucks itself and gets exploration fixed uh like planet tech whatever uh and 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 we're gonna have some fun and we're gonna have some fun in no man's sky and we're gonna have some fun in star citizen <gasps> i said some dirty words uh so yeah that's that's on the horizon more to come all right <clears throat> that takes us to the salt zone now this is where we're gonna just get 
we're going to expend our gripes. We're going to get rid of them. We're going to now we can still have things to say that will be sort of a of a critique nature going forward, but this is where we're going to get rid of all of the venom, all of the salt, all of the you know emotion that is attached sort of to things and and move on with it so that we can for the rest of the show give you just sort of objective news talk about the you know uh community talk about just sort of fun stuff without having any shit weighing us down so i'm gonna kick it off i'm only gonna add one thing to the salt zone this week and then i'm going to let it go completely i promise all right um this week in Super Cruise News 38 on Tuesday, our community manager stated, hey man, we hear you that you want more open news, more direct addressing of the news and the information side of things. You want us, the community management team, to do what we've last week re- promised repeatedly to do, which is do a better job of giving you direct news as a result we feel like the best way to give you better direct news is to do the news half as often so right now as we have it stands uh the status quo ante is that we do one stream a week or two every two weeks of news and one stream a week or two every two weeks of fuck off we're just gonna play the game do cqc play the game badly ignore your chat and just demonstrate that here's what would happen if you hand the controller to someone that has no clue what they're doing and uh they've decided in order to honor their promise to us to do a better job of really communicating with us, that the best way to do that is to switch to one piece of news every two weeks and three absolute waste of our time streams. Here is them explaining it as only a used car salesman can. I was going to say, oh, yeah, Super Cruise News. Yeah, so we haven't talked about this much yet, guys, but as part of this transition towards slightly more open communication, um, we we realized that in some weeks, say there's an update going on or, or something big in-game is happening, um, Super Cruise News will be more sort of uh, game information dense. And then there'll be lighter weeks, um, sort of like this one, where, okay, the update, we're sort of between updates at the moment where we had patch four um, last week, and then we've got update five coming next week. Um, but that makes us kind of light on stuff. Okay, we've got community bits we can share, which is great. We love doing that and we'll continue doing that. Um, but it does mean, yeah, we are we are game information light this week. Um, and sort of with that in mind, um, following the monthly dev stream, um, which is due on Thursday next week, uh, we're thinking of actually making Super Cruise news uh, fortnightly. And we got something we're going to try out. Um, so what that's going to allow us to do is have more time to collect um, in-depth and detailed game news information whilst also celebrating the community um and then also every other week we'll have a bit more time for uh playing the game and uh the lighter stuff but so yeah. hopefully that will 
satisfy the um the wants and desires of everyone who is just here for strict i want to know what's happening in the game um and also people who come here for the other stuff as well yeah that is the plan okay so that's the exact moment that my very last fuck left the building um I decided at that moment that we will continue to cover Elite Dangerous, the game. I love the game. We will continue to cover the community. I love the community. Frontier Developments, you can go fuck yourself. I am so over this shit. Uh, So, I, I guess people that want to sit there for two hours plus of a couple of people playing the game really badly knock yourself out and if they say anything useful you tell me because i no longer give a fuck about covering frontier developments i'll cover elite i'll cover the community i am not covering frontier developments anymore as of this moment and I just want to stay very clearly for the record because, and I'm going to leave it. I swear to Christ, I'm going to leave. Oh, wait, uh, I, I'm sorry, guy who is very religious who said, please don't swear to Christ. I swear on my word, I'm going to leave the salt behind after this section when we close it. I think a lot of people who are white knights for Frontier and probably Frontier the company will actually be very happy and relieved to know I'm no longer going to argue with with absolute sort of conviction and 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 yell and and rant and rave and beg and plead and conjole and embarrass you to try to get you to act right. I've given up. You clearly don't know how to act right. So it's just a situation at this point for me of I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to dispassionately just sort of comment on things as they come. And I just want you to know, Frontier, everybody else don't listen to this. This is just a private message from me to Frontier. It may seem like I'm not mad at you anymore. It may seem like I'm not disappointed. I just want you personally to know, as, a, as an entity, it's, that's not the case. It's just I've given up. You clearly aren't worth it. If you don't give a fuck how you treat your game and are willing to piss your IP down the drain, why should I care anymore? I give up. You win. Have fun. (sighs) All right. Having said that, I am now relinquishing all of my salt. And from henceforth, I will critique. I will put out little stuff, but I will not attach emotion to it. And... So it's going to appear very much like I'm much more happy with Elite because I've decided to separate my feelings of Elite Dangerous, the game which I love, to Frontier the Company, which I am disgusted by to the extent that I want to vomit. Tweet, you have a comment. Yeah, there are words with a news stream every week we're having trouble filling it so by doing it once every two weeks we'll have more news it'll be a more packed show 
Are you kidding me? Are you really honestly joking me right now? With the community on fire, with the game struggling the way it is, you can't sit down on a Tuesday stream or a Thursday stream or even whatever day you want and talk to us like adults about what's going on with this game right now. There is plenty to talk about, plenty to come to us and say, we know there's a problem. We know we're in crisis. What can we do? Let's talk about it. No, they're going to pretend nothing's wrong. We're just going to keep on going along our day, along our life. Like nothing is, there's no problem at all. I, I can't let this go. I can't let separate the emotion from it because what they're doing is they're killing my favorite game. I want to be able to play Elite Dangerous for another five to ten years, minimum. And at this rate, with the way they're handling things, I don't see that happening anymore, and it's breaking my heart. It's killing me watching them do this to the game that I have loved for so long now. I don't understand where they're coming from. I don't understand how they think this is good business operations. It seems like every decision they've made since the release of Odyssey, if not before, has been the wrong decision flat out. And they have not shown any signs of turning this around. It's maddening. It's absolutely frustrating. See, Fred, see, uh, oh, God, am I drunk? Uh, Tweet, you were at the place where I was before I watched that Super Cruise news. Now, Frontier is just somebody that I used to know. Commander Katie Byrne, you have a comment. So, they don't have the news to fill the shows. Um, just show us what, just, just show us what a developer is working on. I'm sure people would be interested to see that. It would be a bit of transparency. I worry, see, because we, in all aspects of elite, of Frontier, sorry, communication, we get this this kind of wall of of oh we just have to wait and see. It's the same with the it's the same with large events. You see, for example, we had in the AX community like a year without target incursion, and there were commanders pulling their hair out over the fact there was no there was none of the, the what is the best part of target of target content in the game. And when it finally returned, it happened completely without warning. There was no, like, there were, there were commanders we know who had been waiting a year for that to happen and were on holiday at that time because there was, there was no way for them to know. And I feel mm. like it's time to bring the Iron Curtain down and let people see inside a little bit. People will be far more forgiving and, and people will be interested as well, even if, even if they're working on something relatively mundane. Just to see that would be, I think, kind of interesting and add something because... As you've pointed out before, Kai, and as and as other developers do with their streams, playing the game poorly is not is not good content. But showing someone working on something and explaining what they're doing that makes for a good stream. That makes for an informative, a confidence boosting stream. A hundred percent, could not agree more. The situation is such that, like, look, Frontier, uh, you. We're at eleven to 15,000 players concurrence on average daily before Odyssey dropped. You're now below 8,000. You were trading on April 29th at 30, what is it, 33, 34, 25, 32, 20, whatever. You were tra trading at 3,300 average, just whatever. You can Google it. Look that shit up. I'm drunk. Uh, uh, per day, Great British Pounds. 
on April 29th. And then you, that's when you, that's the, that's when you announced, Hey, we're going to go ahead and, uh, do, you know, four or five weeks of alpha partial alpha, not even full alpha, no beta YOLO released two weeks later, clearly not having any fucking plan on doing this right. Uh, your stock has plummeted down by a third. You have lost hundreds of millions of pounds or dollars, however you want to measure that shit, a third of the total value of your company. Massive numbers of your player base are leaving, are moving on to other games. The vast majority of your content creators have become either A, variety streamers of covering mass like other things in general or b just quit and left a la the pilot uh you are putting out patches with what you tout as hundreds of advancements or bug fixes or or, or whatever and you don't cover that you you, you literally are you acknowledged two three weeks ago your your lead guy art said hey man words are meaningless we're going to earn it we're going to do better we're going to give you more information and then this you're literally like hey how about half the news and 3 quarters of the time we're going to waste your time with a bullshit let's play while we suck at cqc hope that somebody carries us and ignore the chat. Seriously? This is what you consider doing better? Okay. I've no more fucks to give. I'm going to play other <laughs> games. I will still play Elite sometimes. But. That's it. You've lost my love. Uh, let's see. Seraph is up. Then tweaked. Go. Yeah, okay. So, um. I'm going to start from an anecdote. Uh, I once went uh, uh, to another country on a holiday and I met one guy from uh, another country. Uh, he, he was actually um, from Netherlands uh, and I was in Portugal. Basically, what he was doing was um, he, he said he's a farmer um, and he travels the Europe uh, just to check how, um, how people do farming around, the, around the Europe in, in different countries to, you know, Pick, cherry pick basically best ideas um, about farming to do better when he goes back home. So you know you have so many so many examples of how to do good community management uh, and to sh to speak to your community to show what you're working on uh, to show how you are improving stuff. Um, like you both said, um, they could be showing us. Things like, why is something not working? Um, what are we going to do about it? Or if there is something that they cannot fix, they can, uh, well, they don't have to go into specifics, you know, uh, but they can still tell us why they cannot do, uh, at least vaguely, why they cannot do something we, we, are, uh, we, we want to see in Elite. So, yes, I, I was hoping that um, when they said that they're going to uh, be better at community management, at, at communication, I was, I, was, I was literally 
waiting for that kind of thing to happen. And mm. they could have, uh, you know, just checked other other uh, companies how they do their community community management. They could they could have uh, just just go around and see which developers are the most loved by their communities and just take examples of them. You know that that that, that that's uh, that's what I would do if I was them. I would just look around and see what works. Mm-hmm. Take the best ideas from everywhere I can, and then implement them to my own work. Um, and and it it seems that uh, well they they went their their all their old usual route. I'm afraid. Mm. Let me go ahead and do a better job of community management than Frontier has for the last oh I don't know year, and just let everybody know right now who's listening to the stream or later on, you know, video on demand that um. No Man's Sky is on sale right now for 50% off on Steam. So go get that for 50% off and enjoy a game that actually does stuff. Tweaked. Yeah, for me, I mean, you said you've given your last thought. You're, you're out. And, and I'm not far behind you, I fear. I honestly haven't played Elite in a full week now. And that's the longest break I've ever taken since I started playing this game. I've been busy playing some other things. Next Thursday's stream, they they said that they're having a developer on on Thursday's stream. That to me is going to make or break. I feel like when when the, the the straw that broke the camel's back for me was the no ship interiors, the no crossplay, the no VR, the no no no, no guarantees of new content in Odyssey, no guarantees of anything coming down the road other than. There's stuff coming, we promise. That That's all we've gotten. And the hope diminished, and that's when I stopped playing. I don't like feeling like I'm wasting my time playing in the dead game. So to me, Thursday is going to be a make or break, and I hope, I doubt they do, but I hope they realize how vital Thursday is. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's close that out and move on to the next topic, which is Roy's. Roy, take over. Yeah, um, I'll keep this short. I'm uh, about a month into my elite vacation, and uh, just you know, is Planet Tech fixed yet? Because I'm getting a little, I'm missing exploring. But other than that, um, yeah, I'm doing good, playing some other games. So, are, are you really missing exploring? Because I heard from a little birdie that you were having some fun jumping balls deep into No Man's Sky. <laughs> and star citizen but uh you know there's there's aspects of uh when i was on expedition sort of the the peace and quiet of exploring and finding cool stuff and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah i feel like that's sort of been taken away and um i'll check back in on it once and see when when planet tech is quote unquote fixed and uh but i i think i spent my emotion on it uh last week and the week before so i'm i'm cool i'm good i got you brother just not playing it i got you all right, the third and last thing. Uh, oh, Tweak's got something to add to that. Go. Well, I got something to add in general, just a random thing that one of my OPEX members brought up to me today. Since we're patching Odyssey and you're going to f- keep working on it to make it great when you do finally get it to us on console, how about we make it so he, he took a mission in OPEX space. The mission was to restore power at a base owned by OPEX. So he went down, he restored the power, which in turn he started getting attacked by OPIC's NPCs. What sense does that make? 
where's the immersion in that? Can we fix those things too? I mean, it just seems like every aspect of this is messed up. Planet tech, things like that. Everything is, is a mess right now. Let's get it right. Mm -hmm. All right. The third and last topic on the show notes uh, for the salt zone comes from commander Katie Byrne. We're going to be talking about the grind a little bit in the discussion topic, but I want to give her the opportunity to clear her chest on this one. Go. I will try not to go into too many specifics just because, as you say, we're going to talk about it in more detail later. But I think that it, I really think that Frontier need to reevaluate the essence of what the what the focus of the game is because they've got they've got so many home runs in the game like i said with ax combat with other areas the the with the, the pvp community with um with tuning and with, with racing and and all these other areas there are so many areas of the game that are home runs but they seem to be fixated on the idea that the game is unlocking things and to me this feels like a lack of confidence that people are unlocking those things for a reason. Now, I know with Odyssey, there is no content beyond that. But I'm, but in the base game, in the space-based gameplay, uh, and I'm going to use AX as, a, as an example just because that's what we what we know. People, that the progression in AX is not, like, unlocking a ship is the inconvenience at the start of, of AX. And then the progression is as you work your way up through the interceptors and work you up through fighting multiple Thargoids. And it's very rewarding. It's nothing to do with... Actually, we'll talk about the material side of it later on. But um, the, the, the accessibility of these things because of the grind as well is really, really challenging to bring people into the game. I, I play other games, so I play, I play Armour mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I recently, a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago, had a bunch of friends from Armour mm. who wanted to get into Elite and wanted to join us in what we do at Skunkworks. And it's very difficult to recommend the game to them because in order to start doing what we do, they first got to go through unlocking engineers and unlocking the guardians and then gathering the materials and then building up a ship. And Frontier will tell you that is the game, but there are people who will watch my videos, for example, who want to get into the game purely to do one specific activity and the barrier to entry way too high. I understand that once upon a time, the game was meant to be a very specific kind of you know plays your own trail style with nothing journey through the galaxy um but things evolve things change as we as, as Sirf mentioned earlier there is a whole sport side of ax that is very difficult to do because of the way rng works in the game but it's but we would love more of it we would love to have easier access to these things i think frontier need to they need to start emphasizing the fun aspects of the game and start really, really, really kind of rowing back on the the parts of the game that are no fun and take a lot of time to do. Mm. Um, but we'll go into more specifics later. I just wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I get it. Uh, so Roy last week suggested we need to get like a vault sound effect for uh, the end, the closing of the salt zone. I'm promising you now we're closing the salt zone for this episode. Or I am. I can't I can't promise what other people do. I, I don't control them, but I can promise what I will do. And I didn't bother to get a sound effect yet for the thing, but the sound effect for this week's closing of the salt zone is a bottle of six and twenty-five grain bourbon whiskey hitting the recycle bin. And we're leaving that behind and we're jumping now into oh, Actually, wait, hold on a second. 
does anyone have anything else to add to the end of the salt zone? I'm not digging that bottle out of the recycling bin, so just <laughs> anything? Yeah, Go so Go um, I guess I'll chip in. So it seems like when FDev built the game and, and they've kind of stuck to this mindset that like the grind is the content, but the grind is what's in the way of the content. Like if I want to do AX with a new ship, I got to go out and I got to get mats. I got to run around to the engineers to, to just to make the tool I want to use to access the content that I want. And I was hoping that when Odyssey came out, they would like realize that like, okay, you know, there's a better way to do this. But instead, when Odyssey came out, they doubled down on the grind for all the on foot stuff. And now it's like, I just flew around in Apex shuttles looking for guns and armor that had already been upgraded because it was way faster than just upgrading the stuff I already owned just because of the insanity of the grind. Mm. I, I just wish that they would like realize that people aren't playing for the grind. The grind is just an obstacle to, that stops you from getting to the gameplay that you want. Mm-hmm. Well said. And closing out this topic will be Commander Seraf on UI go um yeah thank you um so yeah um probably uh, best best uh, place to expand on the ui um what i what i think about the current ui and odyssey is uh, it was not made by anyone who has ever played the game for longer than um 50 or 100 hours and if it, and if they did play it longer it was uh, a developer who probably received um, or or a tester who received a, a build from a developer um, they don't realize how we actually play the game uh, what you have to go through uh, when you play the game on a daily basis when you have hundreds of or, or, or thousands of hours um, the way that the UI was designed uh, was not <laughs> designed for uh, the activities of, of an average veteran player um, and and I, I it's it's baffling to me because you have so many many posts on uh, on on forums. You have so many content creators who uh, put their input on 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 YouTube and uh, you know wherever uh, who have so so many great ideas. Uh, someone mentioned that in on, on live radio uh, podcast that. Um, it, it looks like they just uh, put all of all of our feedback and and, and just uh, fired it up. Never ever uh, read it uh, or listened to it. Uh, for some reason, um, players know what they want. Developers uh, don't ever listen to to <laughs> what what we want to see in in UI and uh, and <laughs> generally in Elite. Um, yeah. Very well said. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, I'll stop here because uh, <laughs> I don't want to turn this into a, you know, dumpster fire. No, no, I get, I get it, man. I get it, a hundred percent. So, with that, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's a situation. Clearly, you're right. All of the feedback we gave them throughout the alpha process and 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 what have you, they just threw it all in the bucket bucket and and lit it on fire and. Okay, that's a way to go if you really want to say goodbye to your player base. Have fun with that. Uh, with that, guys, the sound effect that you heard like a minute ago of me chucking a bottle of now empty bourbon into the recycling bin, that's the just replay that in your head right now. Okay, we're on to the next section and we're leaving the salt behind. 
that takes us to Elite Dangerous Odyssey Guides. We've got all the guides that you need right now to excel in Odyssey if you still want to play it. Uh, Down to Earth Astronomy, as we covered a couple weeks ago, has the what materials to keep and sell in Odyssey guide. Link is in the show notes. We've linked it before two weeks ago when it first came out, but it is still as relevant as it was then, and you need to know this. So have it. Hawks Gaming put out the Super Walmart of Elite Dangerous Odyssey uh, and How to Farm Everything in Odyssey. Both of those are in the show notes, and uh, we're putting them in the comments right now for you to see. Um, though Super Walmart of Odyssey Guide, that base in particular, is a crazy base that has just... It literally has every material in the game except for smear campaigns, which I don't care what anyone else tells you. It's a fucking lie. They are not in the game right now. Literally, multiple people have put out multiple billion dollar uh, bounties saying, show me it in the game right now. Show me a picture of you getting it. I will give you a billion plus credits. No one's collected because it's not in the game. You're going to hear, oh, it's just a super low drop rate. No, it's not. Hawks directly reached out to the community managers and they told him privately, yeah, it's not in the game. Sorry, we're going to fix that. We're going to get on it. So don't kill yourself. If you're if you're at the point where the only thing you need is smear campaigns, at the very least, wait until after next Thursday when they hopefully will fix it. It's not in the game right now. Um, those are in the show notes. In addition to that, Stealth Boy put out three phenomenal, to me, these guides. And I want to thank DJ Wiley for first recommending these to the, to me. Stealth Boy is the name of the channel. This guy put out three guides. The Definitive Guide to Stealth, The Definitive Guide to Infiltration, and Mastering Heist and Unlocking Engineer Terra Velasquez. If you are like me and you're like... Eh, I'm not 100% whatever on this on-foot FPS stuff. I know that the vast majority of the hardcore Elite Dangerous player base are a bunch of forum dads who will want to play with their HOTAS, and they're like, this FPS stuff, uh, I guess I got to do it. All right, let's fucking plug our nose and get to it. Stealth Boy, the three channels, uh, the, the channel, the one channel and three videos we're about to link are solid gold go and watch these three videos start with the guide to stealth then move on to the guide to infiltration then move on to mastering heist it's like the beginner intermediate and advanced class on how to do the on foot stuff and and succeed actually succeed he plays in these videos like okay if you first see a guy and they're like marauders by the third ring they will aggro you. If you're at a base where you're allowed to be there, you know, if you do X, you could do that and they're you're okay so long as they're more than two rings away. If you do Y, they you can do it so long as they're more than one ring away. He shows you detailed step by step 
how to do it in this kind of base you go over here and look through this window and there's a person that's level three you can scan in this base you do this kind of a thing you always want to go over here here's how you turn the thing off this thing you can actually click on with somebody looking right at you it doesn't trigger the bad stuff like he breaks it all down in a master class huge salute to stealth boy huge salute to uh the people that are putting out content of this nature which shows you like hey this is exactly what you have to do to get it done <sighs> which takes us to our next section which is actually i'm going to go ahead and throw right here uh it's uh some some coverage of uh star citizen so i told you last week that we are going to uh you know cover star citizen more we're going to continue to cover it as it goes i want to correct a thing sort of that i said last week last week i said flat out hey don't buy ships ever don't buy things ever let the crazy stupid whales pay for all the stuff you get it all for free that is a way that you can play star citizen no doubt that is a thing you can do and you will be fine you can get all of the things in star citizen without ever spending a penny on your credit card other than the original 45 dollars or whatever that's the thing you can do it however i want to sort of modify my statement because the statement that i made was an attempt to attack the false statement that the only way to proceed in star citizen the only way to advance in star citizen is with your credit card that is not true you can pay $45 and never touch your credit card again and proceed through all of the stuff and get all of the ships in Star Citizen three months after they come out. The next patch, the next quarterly patch. You can get it. However, I had a lot of comments on the video that they said, hey man, I don't think that what you said is right and here's why like i appreciate you saying star citizen is awesome to check out i appreciate you suggesting people like here's how they can get into it but you said if you spend a penny on star citizen you're an idiot and or paraphrasing what i said and i disagree with you and here's why i think star citizen is a crazy ambitious product I think it is a project that I definitely want to show my support for. So I choose to buy stuff as my way of showing support. And I just think that the way you oversimplified it was not healthy, was not good, was not nice. And I think that you should really rethink how you phrase that. And I have to say they're exactly right. If you spend money on Star Citizen because you absolutely have to have this ship, you're an idiot. End of story. However, if you spend money on Star Citizen because you say, and, and here's the deal, you could be an idiot. You have the right to spend your money however you want. That's that's your business, whatever. Um, if you spend money on Star Citizen, though, 
because I've thought about it. The way people said it, I was like, you know what? You're right. I always say with Elite Dangerous, vote with your dollars. If you don't like what they're doing, which I do not right now, I don't buy ARCs. I'm not buying their stupid shit. But back in the day when they were releasing stuff that I liked and were saying stuff that I liked, I bought ARCs. Not because I give a shit really about the, you know, oh, I have to have a paint job. I have to have, you know, this uh, sunglasses for my commander. Or I have to have this hat or whatever, like, whatever. I bought ARCs because I wanted to vote with my dollars and say, good job. I like what you're doing. Here's some support. So I want to modify what I'm saying. And you listen to me very clearly. Hear these words. You do not have to follow my way of doing it. Every man and woman decides for themselves how they want to sort of proceed with things. I have decided, and I haven't picked a dollar amount yet, but basically what I have decided to do, what makes sense for me is every patch going forward from now on, when Star Citizen releases a patch and I look over it and go, ooh, I like that. I'm going to spend maybe $25, maybe $50, maybe $100. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. They do like four patches a year. So I don't know, maybe 50 or 100 bucks. If I spend hundreds of hours in Star Citizen a year, it seems fine to me on the patches that I approve of. I'll give them maybe 50 bucks or 100 bucks. And on the patches I disapprove of, I will give them $0 because I don't approve of it. So... My reasoning on this has evolved to the point of saying, if I like what they're doing, I'll support it. If I don't like what they're doing, they get no money from me. Um, But if you are not, I mean, COVID is a serious thing right now. And there's a lot of people out of work. If you're in a position where you're like, man, I cannot afford to spend money on stuff like that. Give them $0. That's fine. You will not harm yourself. You'll still be able to play and enjoy and whatever. But I just think it's a super ambitious product. And I'm at a point now where I'm tired of people being ballless to not strive, to not try to do crazy deep shit. So when I find somebody that's brave or stupid enough to do the crazy big thing, I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to show you a little support. Um... Having said that, I'll say three patch 3.14 is in Evocati. It's been in Evocati for like a solid week. You can go onto Star Citizen Leaks and see the stuff that's in there. To me, there's a couple things that are cool. There's a couple things that I'm like, man, I don't really care about this. I don't care about that. The things that I think are cool are they're making some additions or changes to their crime and punishment system that I like. And... That's the little thing. The big thing, the thing that has me super excited is they are adding Crusader. Crusader is added to the game and Orison. So Crusader is a gas giant. So you'll be able to fly in the upper atmosphere of a gas giant. And the way the gas giant works is the deeper you go down, the more pressure there is. If you go too deep, your ship will explode. There's going to be gas pockets and things to you know, dip and dive and shuck and jive and whatever. And there's a whole aspect of gameplay that's related to that. 
as somebody who is a huge space nerd, I am there for that. I want to fly around in a gas giant. They're also having these huge space whale creatures that sort of float around in there that are way bigger than your ship, apparently. And, like, they're, they're, they're sifters. They just, like, sift around. They fly around with their mouth open and sift through, like, microscopic fucking stuff that floats in the gas. So they're not trying to, like, eat you. It's not like a dragon that's trying to kill you. But they're just a thing, just like a, a tree or a mountain where you're driving your car. Like, if you bump into a tree, the tree's not trying to kill you, but the tree will absolutely kill you if you're stupid enough to drive into it. Same thing with the big space whales. It's They're there. They're not hunting you. But if you're dumb enough to crash into them because you, you know, pass through a cloud because they have all these weird volumetric clouds that they're working on as part of this and you happen to bump into a space whale, well, you just bought a ticket to a rebuy, son, because your shit's fucked up. But, like, holy shit, that's cool. And in addition to being able to fly around in a gas giant, Frontier, please make that, uh, you can land in a cloud city, that Orison, that is amazing. Like, it is Vespin City from fucking... Empire Strikes Back. You could go hang out with Lando Calrissian. They have an amazing floating city thing in this gas giant. And they even have a bus that goes from like pod to pod flying all around. Like, uh, I want to go to there. And it's with Ivukati now. It'll be in PTU, which is like, so just to explain how they do patches. Evocati is like a closed alpha where it's only certain people get invited in. You have to like spend a lot of money or be a part of uh, whatever um, that is like, you know, only invite by invite. And you have to actually even sign an NDA. So you're like the stuff that's in there is supposed to be super secret. Uh, spoiler alert. It leaks like a sieve. Just go to the website, uh, uh, Star Citizen Leaks, and you can see all of the stuff that they have. Which I think Frontier no or sorry, uh, CIG knows that that happens and they're okay with it. It's kind of like their way of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're gonna let this information out and kind of see how our major player base reacts. It's it's a way of doing it. Hey, I, I even if though it's a little hinky, I'm not gonna complain about any way that a company chooses to exp like share information with their crowd. But like, hell yes. So there's that. Then after it's done with that, it goes to PTU First Wave. PTU First Wave is only, like, it's not the big, the whales. It's not the people that spent a lot of money and the, like, special streamers and whatever. But, like, just people that have already, that were previously part of the PTU, I think that, like, they gave good feedback or whatever. Like, you get invited to First Wave. And you get to see that, like, a little bit earlier. And that's, like, sort of the beta test of the of their 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 new patch and then it only stays there for a short amount of time and then it goes to ptu general ptu general anybody that has an account in star citizen can go and sign up for it that's like sort of like the extended like larger beta or something where you can just sort of okay uh everybody gets to see the stuff and then after that like about a week or so after that it releases to pu which is the public uh universe that every that like it's in the game now everybody gets to play it as part of the extended alpha or whatever so 
long story short, we're about a week to a week and like like a week to 10 days, somewhere in that range of it getting dropped for everybody to get to play with. And I am going to go and fly in a gas giant and I am going to go and land and hang out with Lando Calrissian and drink some Colt 45. And it is going to be a fucking good time. Katie Burns, hop in on this. Oh, I just wanted to say that um, I've recently started playing. Um, now, I already had the starter pack, so I played for a little bit after upgrading my simulator in a way, just to see if I if I enjoyed the game, and I did. I really, really did. So, following your advice, I looked at the, the, the ship upgrades, and for a couple of extra dollars, I could upgrade to the, the Avenger, so I thought, yeah, why not? You know, it's worth it, and it's going to a project that I believe in. Like you said, I think I, I am the person who would buy Arxie and who had to have a certain paint job and um and i don't think there's anything wrong with with microtransactions in support of a project you believe in but as you say i'm already eyeing up in game with in game credits uh, the next ship um and the fact that you can you the fact is you can get all of the ships you want in game um but i'm very much enjoying sauces at the minute <laughs> mm. yeah it's fun times i i, I want to point out a correction Stuart gt said in the chat he says and if i'm reading this correctly he said uh ptu wave one would include people that paid a thousand dollars or more backers and ten dollars subscribers so you can what like you can subscribe to the thing or what like i i'm sort of newer to the thing and i'll be honest with you with stars with regard to star citizen i've been a cheapskate so far I, i've been guilty of that in that I just was like, hey, here's $45, uh, you don't get any more. I'm gonna change that, I'm gonna expand and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is uh, as a grown up and say, hey, you're doing ballsy stuff, I like that. Here's another 40 bucks, here's another 50 bucks and I'll probably just sit on it for a couple patches and then like, I'll buy a $200 ship or whatever because A, I've got a good job, I can afford it and B, I feel like, and again, I'm not telling you what to do with your money. You feel free to never pay anything. That's your business. That's not my business. But me personally, I want to support what I think is a worthwhile project and a project that has some balls and is doing a big thing. I want to support that. Uh, Roy, you're up. Yeah, I had a, a fun little thing happened in Star Citizen uh, earlier this week. I was flying around, doing some missions, trying to save up for some ship upgrades, and uh, someone wrote in the chat, hey, I need some help. Ran out of gas. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm up for a rescue mission. And so I figured out where they were and worked out the nav. They were sort of, they had dropped, basically dropped out of the quantum drive between two planets, and they were just literally stuck in the middle of space. And uh, took a little, learned a bit about the mechanics of, you know, joining a party and getting them to set a beacon. And anyway, figured out my way to fly there. And when I got there, the way the way that I actually rescued him is I just flew up next to him in my ship. He EVA'd, like, out of his ship in his spacesuit. I opened the side door on my ship, and he flew into the interior of my ship and then walked up towards the cockpit. I closed the door and flew him back to the planet. I thought, that, like, it just was intuitive, and it worked. And it was immersive, like he literally got out of his ship and flew into my ship. And that's, you know, a few things there, right? EVAs, super cool. Interiors, that was functional. Like that's a functional use of an interior. Someone can fly into your ship if you're rescuing them. And it's sort of a physical rescue. Mm. Um, so anyway, I, I just thought that was fun. That was fun. And it was something 
obviously I couldn't do in another game. I did the same thing with Ben Moss Woodward, Edelweiss of Lave Radio. We were playing Star Citizen during the Xeno Threat event, and we flew a ship over close to one of the like uh, derelict ships, and we jump like literally open the back door of your ship, jump out into space with your little fucking rocket pack, fly over to the other ship go in like grab the rail like it felt like i was in uh start uh the expanse where remember where where Mm. miller jumps across to that thing so like i jumped across and then we had to like run around and like find these packages these boxes and like there's some bad guys in the other ship you gotta shoot them and then take the boxes and like 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 i was throwing boxes from one spaceship like, he had his spaceship as close as he could, so it was only, like, 30, 40 feet away. But I would, like, throw a box, and it would float across to the other ship, and he would catch it and, like, put it down on the... Just... Oh, my God. So fucking cool. Uh, all right. I, I, I feel like we... It, does anybody have anything else they want to throw in on the Star Citizen stuff before we move on? Because we got other stuff to get. Seraph, hit it up. Oh. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so, um, in 2018, I watched a video about Star Citizen. Uh, someone called it, someone on the internet called it the best advertisement for Star Citizen ever made. And that was basically um, um, a live footage from from uh, from the game where someone who was actually uh, a noob, he was just starting, he was uh, flying in a ship around the planet and he ac- he was just uh, he opened the hatch and was checking the planet uh, underneath and he accidentally stepped out of the ship and then his uh, his friend started to chase him when he was falling down the um, you know to 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 the planet uh to his to his uh, you know death um, mm. he was trying to chase him down uh, to catch him so that he could you know enter the ship um, basically to help him out and um with elite um when we were all waiting for odyssey we were all hoping for for a lot of stuff and one of those those things that we were hoping to see was was uh, eva and that kind of stuff what we got is was 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 basically a shooter um that is not even um, an elite. Uh, I I I could probably say that it it's it's a separate game hmm. where you go to conflict zones um, and you can do a little bit of grind or maybe a lot of grind if you wish, um, and maybe maybe uh, maybe walk around the planets in in your explorer suit, but you can do it as well in in any other suit. Anyways. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, we didn't get the, the the game we were hoping for, and uh, I am very very hyped for um, Star Citizen at this moment. Uh, in 2018, after I watched that video, I asked myself a question: Am I playing the wrong game? You know, have I made the right choice? Um, and right now, I'm asking myself the same question. And uh, yes, uh, as Katie said, she she uh, started uh, to play Star Citizen again recently. Um, well, she's not the only one, um, but uh, I am going to uh, purchase uh, Star Citizen next week as well. As soon as I get paid, basically, I would hmm. probably have done that by now. Not that I'm abandoning Elite and nothing like that. It's just that 
I I was hoping to to you know to do the EVA to do that crazy stuff to be able to uh, touch the panel and open the hatch door when I'm in space. Uh, mm. Instead, I I I did I I got something completely different, and I guess uh, that this is a quite universal feeling across the elite community. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's that, and that was. Reference to what to to what Roy said about about that uh, EVA thing. Thank you. Right on. Make sure you use somebody's referral code. Mine is on the screen right now. You don't have to use mine. Use Katie's. Use anybody else that has a referral code, but use some code because it gives you free like five thousand dollars or ten thousand. I forget. It gives you free something when you start and. Sometimes it's that's it. You just get some extra money. Sometimes when I started, I used Souverine from Sagai uh, uh, Magazine. I used his referral code, and I got an extra little golf cart. I've had other people message me that they used my referral code, and they got like a speeder bike, this like all black Drake speeder bike that looks like it works kind of like the speeder bikes from uh, Empire Strikes Back or whatever, like cool shit so just make sure you use a referral code if you're starting the game so you can get a thing for free whether it's money or money in a car or money in a speeder bike or money in a whatever the hell it is they're doing at that time i have no way of knowing as it changes from time to time what it's going to be in the future and i haven't looked into it that much but just get a thing for free if you're going to do it soldier sailor yeah so speaking of star citizen i've actually recently downloaded it too i've Played it for about an hour so far, and I've just been running around on the planet that I picked. Can I just say the suit design in Star Citizen for, like, your armored suits is fantastic. It's honestly what I was hoping to see from Odyssey. Uh, I really I really hope that as Odyssey moves on, we get to see more variety in the suits like, like we see in Star Citizen. Because, my God, they're gorgeous. Like, they really put a lot of, like... There's so much detail in Star Citizen, like warning stickers on things and like all those the little things you'd never think to to add unless you were in a real environment. Like I I, I've given Star Citizen some guff in the past, but I do have to compliment them. They are really good with like little attention to detail things like when you're you look at like a moving part and there's like warning stickers on it, like, you know, not stick your fingers in the gears, like things that you would see in real life, but you don't think of like for a Mm -hmm. video game. I I love that little attention to detail that they do. Yep, I get it, man. So just two things I want to address. Number one, and we're going to close this out. Number one, uh, the thing that I like the most right now about Star Citizen is this. They put out like three videos a week of stuff. One is called Inside Star Citizen, and that is just like, hey, here's news, here's stuff, whatever. The second is... I forget, like uh, around the verse or call the verse. It's like the guy, they have like one community map. They maybe have more, but there's just one that I know. He's kind of more of a kind of a chubby guy with the beard. I love that fucking guy. He's cool. And he'll just show up like on a, like a call and have like four guys with him that are actual devs of the game and calling all devs. That's it. Thank you. Dunkalora calling all devs. And on that, that guy, he's Tony something. There's the tall, there's the skinny Tony and the chubby Tony, and I, I love them both. But like the chubby Tony, he's the one that is like their community guy, and he will just do like an hour long like talk with their devs, and like 
they're brutally on they're like just honest they're like hey we tried this it didn't work and like some sometimes like one of the devs will kind of give like a little jab at the other one it'll be like hey what are and it's different devs different times and it's not like the elite streams where like they have a script and they're only allowed to say very whatever like they straight up mix it up they say silly stuff there's that one asian dev guy that comes on and he says dumb silly shit and i fucking love that guy and he seems really like like smart but just i think it's so refreshing to have a developer just go hey we're gonna tell you honestly what we're trying some of it'll work like a lot of it'll work a lot of it won't sometimes we say hey something's gonna be out in june and then they're like oh sorry we tried here's what we found out it broke it blew up in our face we screwed up it's going to be now July or August until whatever. And yes, I get it that there's a certain amount from the star citizen community of like the people that have been around for a long time that they're like, they can get a little salty sometimes. And we're like, uh, you said this was coming in June and it's not coming in June. It's coming in August and I'm pissed. I get that. I do. But from a frontier, you know, from an elite viewpoint, I'm looking at that saying, wait, they tell you shit. They, that's a that's an option they can tell you shit i i want you to tell me shit and some of it'll work and some of it won't but i'll deal with it whatever but like they tell you shit and then the third um the 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 third sort of weekly thing that they put out that one is only for the people that like pay 10 bucks a month for like the subscribers or something but you don't really have to pay for that because uh the um what do you call it they're like other content creators you can go watch more uh um, morphologist or board gamer or 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 salty mike or this one or that one they the people that cover their shit uh space tomato space cucumber space tomato i think <laughs> the people that cover their shit like they'll pretty much tell you everything that was in there and even have clips so you don't even you don't have to pay for that ten dollar one you can just get that one for free secondhand from other people and you'll get all of the stuff that's in there um they put out one that was 48 minutes long it was like an hour long or whatever uh, like three weeks ago that i linked it to katie uh like a week ago when we were talking that it's their main guy the skinny tony tony zerv zergovich zervovich Zer tony z he is like their sort of like their dr k ross or their dav he's like their like crazy genius dude who just like spins off with stuff where he starts to go and you're like what the hell man he did it like an hour-long one explaining their quantum which is like their version of the bgs no community managers to interrupt him no anybody to like every five seconds go okay stop talking now we're gonna do a free giveaway for a purple paint suit like no just nonstop, one dude, the genius, talking, no one else to interrupt, and it was gold. I'm going to admit, I'm a Marine, I understood maybe 10% of what he was saying at most, but just the fact that the dude was out there doing it and they had the balls to put it out was fucking beautiful. So, alright, I'm done talking about Star Citizen for this week, join us ne next week. We'll, we'll talk about it some more in the meantime that takes us to tweaks console corner which is about another game it's pretty awesome take it away tweaked
Yeah, sorry, everybody, if you were hoping to hear some Elite Dangerous stuff tonight, because, well, I haven't been playing Elite Dangerous. As you heard last week, I downloaded and stepped into No Man's Sky, which I was so hesitant on because of the art design, because I always heard the flight mechanics were awful. And that's true. The flight mechanics are not great. But then again, I haven't played a game that matches Elite Dangerous's flight mechanics yet. That being said, let me just give you a couple examples of gameplay that that has hooked me. I had there has not been a night that's gone by that I've been playing No Man's Sky that something hasn't blown my mind. The first example I have is I was on a planet that was a little fiery. It was a pretty hot planet. I was walking away from my ship. I was quite a ways away from my ship, heading towards a copper deposit that I was going to blow out of the ground to, to collect the copper. When all of a sudden my computer warns me that there's an incoming storm, I start to panic. I'm like, shoot, a storm. And all of a sudden I see the temperature rising from like 90 some odd degrees up to, I think it reached like 250 degrees. The screen's turning all red. The trees are blowing. There's fire blowing through the trees. Everything's catching fire. And in my panic, I realize I have a terrain manipulator, which allows you to blow into the ground. So I had to blow a tunnel straight down into the ground so that I could take cover from a storm. I waited there for the storm to pass. I got out. I went, collected the copper and hurried back to my ship and got the hell off that planet. Thought to myself, man, that is not anything in a million years I could have done in Elite Dangerous. And nor do I think that's something that they're going to add anywhere near the, in the near future. The second example I have, we heard over and over and over again in the, the the preamble up to Odyssey about the sphere of combat. <laughs> I had an experience a couple nights ago where me and a friend were basically in a wing. There are four, four player wings, basically. I landed on the planet he was on. He was already shooting with Sentinels, which Sentinels are basically No Man's Sky's version of the Guardian Skimmers. Same basic thing. So I start helping him. We're shooting the Sentinels. We get all of them out, and all of a sudden, out of the sky, drops this giant mech. It stands up probably 20 feet tall, starts shooting these lasers. It's just blowing everything around us. He hops in his SRV, starts shooting at it while he's evading. I run into my ship. I go up, and I start making attack runs on this thing like I'm in a snowspeeder going against an at-at and just... Hitting it as I go, turn around, come back, make another pass, hit it again. And I'm thinking to myself, again, this is something that I don't have, and I don't believe we even have it in Odyssey yet hey, that uh, I experienced in, a, in, in No Man's Sky. Tweak, let me ask you a question real quick. It sounds to me like you're describing something that could be described as sort of a sphere of, uh, oh, I don't know, combat <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Sphere of Combat. I experienced it, but I experienced it in a different game. It's just insane to me. The ship interiors, the, the well, I should say fleet carrier interiors so far, I got to tell you, 25 hours in, not bored with it yet. Still don't mind walking through the halls to get to my bridge at all. Doesn't bother me. Uh, you know how we've been begging FDev for years now to give us another SRV? As I sit on top of my OPEX home base here, I see available for me to ride a hovercraft, a motorcycle, a tank-like thing, a dune buggy-type rover, and a mech suit. 
No, no, all... Tweaked. Tweaked. You're clearly you're mistaken or lying or maybe you hit your head. Video games can only have one ground vehicle per game. It's a that's proven what fact. I thought too. That's what we've been told, right? But but here I am. I could hop into the motorbike right now and go driving around the planet. It's all this stuff just surprised the hell out of me when I'm getting it, and I'm a little ashamed of myself for waiting so long. I've been dying for the space legs. I've been waiting for ever for Odyssey to get to me, and I touched No Man's Sky for a week, and I've been blown away. Me and my friends yesterday or yesterday afternoon we found a derelict freighter we land on it we get our guns we start going through it there's helmets floating because there's no gravity there's boxes floating everywhere we're we're opening the boxes looting everything before we know it there's a couple weird things floating in the air that we had to shoot that were going to attack us but then another player comes up from behind us and starts shooting us so we had to get into some pvp action and push him out of there, which we did because there was more of us than him, but that was fun and exhilarating. And another thing that we still don't have, nor do I see it in the future of Elite Dangerous, and it breaks my heart. I would so much rather do all of this stuff in Elite Dangerous, but that just won't let us. I swam in an underwater cave yesterday. <laughs> just What more can I say? It's just every day there's been something in this game that has surprised the hell out of me and I'm having a great time with it. Last night, we tested the crossplay ability, and I got to thank the Englishman. He showed up on his PC. I was on my Xbox, and he built Opix, this awesome base with stuff I didn't even know we could unlock to build bases with, and I can't thank him enough for building this for me. This thing is awesome. So that's, but, that's Earth Serpent, yeah? Oh, excuse me. That's right, Earth Serpent. Thank you, Kai. Mm-hmm. I mean, this base has everything in it that you could ask for. The views in this game, you're seeing some of them on screen now. These are screenshots I've taken. You know how we all love taking screenshots in Elite Dangerous because it's such a beautiful game. But you get some amazing shots in No Man's Sky. And I got to say, the, the art style scared me away for so long. But once I got over that and started playing the game, there is so much to do in this game so far. I, I'm still only... 25, 30 hours in, so we'll see how what kind of staying power it has. But I got to say, right now, I'm blown away with No Man's Sky. So my view on it is this, and, and these are pictures, the, the stuff that's showing on the screen right here, these are not like, oh, this is from the art department or this is a mock-up. These are pictures that Tweaked took while playing the game. And... That last picture right here is the base, the new base for Opix that uh, Earth Serpent built uh, with whatever unlock stuff that, you know, whatever. And, um, it's, it's super cool. My sort of take on this, and I could be wrong, I could be full of shit, I could be whatever, so feel free to call me out. If you want the best flight model and galaxy model in a video game, you go and play Elite Dangerous. It has the best flight model, galaxy model combination. If you want the most immersive uh, walking around inside of your ship and doing all kinds of stuff, then you play 
Star Citizen. It has the best at that. You can walk in a cave and mine it. You can fly into a cave and mine it. You can drive into a cave and mine it. You have multiple vehicles. You got a fucking tank. You got, you know, all the speeder bikes. You got all this stuff. It is the most sort of in-depth. It is the most deep of all of the sort of games in the combination of flight model and stuff you can do. But Elite Dangerous is sort of shallow, let's be honest. Star Citizen is super, super deep, way more deep than Elite Dangerous is, but it is buggy. It's not sort of finished yet, so you have to have some patience with it. You have to jump in. You have to play it for a little bit, take a break here and there. When you want it to... And now, okay, I feel weird saying this now because it's like when you want it to just work, play Elite. That was true before Odyssey, whatever, Betacy, whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, before Elite Dangerous Betacy, and I'm fairly sure that in another month or two, they'll have it sort of sorted, and then it'll be when you want the smooth galaxy and the larger galaxy, you play Betacy, or Odyssey it'll be at that point, with with the, the extended galaxy. When you want the sort of super deep and rich play but are understanding that hey it's not finished yet it's still in an alpha state it's going to be buggy it's going to have issues you play star citizen when you are saying because look let's be honest i'm not trying to mislead anyone here no man's sky has absolute dog shit flight mechanics that's not what you play it for what you play no man's sky for is the Best, hands down, beats the shit out of both Elite and Star Citizen put together. The best immersive experience of um, sort of, I'm going to go to a planet, I'm going to, you know, uh, climb a tree, shoot a fucking pet, uh, tame the pet, make it my flying pet, make it my whatever, swim in a river, go under, find dig through a thing, find some, use a tool, dig a hole in the ground, make my own cave. Hey, look, there's a lake underneath this cave. There, I read a thing just uh, a couple hours ago. There are people that are building bases in No Man's Sky that are so tall that they're making the old, was it Asimov? that first, Arthur C. Clarke first, I think, invented it, the concept of a space elevator. You, They're literally making bases that are so tall that you can ride to the top, step out, and you will literally just float away. It's the same way as in the commercial for that super awesome uh, Apple TV series that's, that I'm waiting for, uh, the Foundation series. They have a space elevator in it. Like, holy shit. So here's the thing. Elite Dangerous does not cost a monthly subscription. Star Citizen does not cost a monthly subscription. No Man's Sky does not cost a monthly subscription. I am not suggesting people should quit playing Elite. I'm certainly not going to. I'm going to keep playing Elite. Because regardless, until somebody beats it on the Galaxy generator and the flight model. But when I want to drive around, uh, drive a vehicle into my ship and go uh, mine in a cave and go do sort of this more ex- immersive stuff in my ship, out of my ship, in that, I'm going to go play Star Citizen. They do it better. When I want to just do the absolute greatest sort of on-planet explorer and base builder or whatever anywhere, I'm going to go play No Man's Sky. They do it better. 
I just don't see the point anymore of pretending like only A is good and B and C aren't. I'm going to go play them all, and I don't... Nobody, at this point, nobody deserves my allegiance. You get... I, I, like, I'm, I'm not marrying anybody. I'm just dating. I got options. And if you're not putting out good product, I, I'll move along to the next thing tomorrow night and the next thing the night after. So, yeah. Does anybody have anything else on this awesome No Man's Sky stuff before we sort of move on uh, to the next thing? Going once. Yeah. Go ahead. Hop in. Yeah, so I had a comment. I, I uh, after last week's show, I downloaded No Man's Sky, had a go at it, and uh, I had a comment about sort of the programming of it and sort of something about the community in the sense that um, as soon as I went to go try it, I ran into a problem that gave me bad flashbacks to uh, actually Cyberpunk in the sense that I'm a left-handed person and I set up my keyboard mappings that way, so I never use the WASD thing. And um, similar to Cyberpunk, there are some hard-coded keys in the keyboard bindings that uh, you can't change. And I was super bummed, like, man, Tweaks having all this fun. I mean, I'm just gonna, you know, maybe I'll have to use a controller or something. And anyway, I um, uh, uh, Earth Serpent sent me over to the official Discord of No Man's Sky, and lo and behold, you can put mods in No Man's Sky. I did not know this. There's a there's fully supported by the devs. Mm -hmm. There's a vibrant community around making mods for the game, and they're very helpful. Um, I went in there, explained what I was trying to do. They pointed me to some resources, and about two hours later, I had programmed my own mod for the game that unlocked some of these locked key bindings. Uh, like, look, I know how to program a bit. I've never made a mod for a game. This is the first game I've ever made one for, and I did it in like two hours, and then it worked, and now I'm playing the game. Like this is that just blew my mind that 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 infrastructure existed that way because that's something that's very different than than either of the other two games we've been talking about is this whole modding community. So I just wanted to, just wanted to mention that. I've heard also too that the, some of the mods in that game, sort of for the people that don't that are like ah it's too cartoony, it's too this, it's too that. Some of the mods on it make it sort of look more very much more similar on the elite dangerous end of the spectrum mm -hmm. so that's a thing uh last thing i want to point out we got to move on because we're way over time but last thing i want to point out uh tweak you had an interesting story that you told me basically the way that you get ships in that game is you see a ship fly up uh, uh npc hops out of it and you just literally walk up to them and haggle and be like, yo, bro, uh, I just scanned your ship. It looks like it's some cool shit. I, I want to have your ship now. And like they're like, all right, make an offer. And then you just buy it, and then boom, you have a new ship. That is cool as shit. That it is. That it is. And I'd like to add one more thing, too. And I love Elite Dangerous. I, I just can no longer trust them. I can no longer continue to fly from station to station to station to station just looking at menus it's not enough content for me if i had access to star citizen i absolutely would be trying star citizen but as as we know i'm on console so i can't do that no man's sky is the only other space mmo multiplayer games and it's it's some people say it's not an mmo but i've been playing with my friends online both on pc and on xbox multiplayer and, and the thing about Hello Games so far, and I've been doing some looking into this, the amount of improvements that they've put into this game and the fact that the Prisms update just came out 
about three weeks ago, I believe it was. And there's already another update supposed to be rumored for August because that is their fifth year content. The leading rumor for that update is they might be adding cities in a combat overhaul. Mm. In reality, Elite Dangerous has so much they have to make up in order to catch up to where No Man's Sky is at this point in time. Whereas No Man's Sky has to get some more realistic looking graphics and a better flight model. And they'll already be miles ahead of where Elite is. I love Elite's lore. I love Elite everything about it. FDev doesn't do anything with it. We can't have content once every five years anymore. It's not enough. Right on. That takes us to our next point, which is our next issue, rather, which is Frontier News. For news beyond the game, it's Frontier News. Uh, I'm just going to say right off the bat, I'm skipping tweets, forums, streams. They said nothing of any interest to me. If you find it of interest go and look for that uh let's hop right into the galnet news articles hit it up roy okay on june 21st we had an article about corporatists being stalled by the jupiter division's defeat so this of course undermined the popular movement calling for the federation to be governed by corporations i know of course we were all seriously invested in in that story and talked about it at, at length and uh Actually, no, that's a lie. I don't think anyone cared about that. Uh, June 22nd, NMLA makes political overtures. Um, this was basically, sorry about the bombs, here's some credits. Um, June, 21st, June 24th, first story, detailed surface scanner campaign reaches target in a surprise to no one. Um, love that that happened. We all knew that was coming. Uh, June 24th, the second one, Aegis and Salvation compete for Guardian artifacts. So that's kicking off a CG. Um, quote, the system is much farther from any known areas of Thargoid activity, so we hope to avoid drawing their attention. End quote. Good luck with that. I, I uh, wanna, June 20th. Ah, real yes. quick, let me hop in here. Two things. On the last one on the detailed surface scanner, we reported last Friday, hey, Frontier just tweeted like three hours ago that they're lowering, they're like, you know, they're cutting yeah. in half the amount you need to whatever, and it's already uh, at tier two or whatever. So, yeah, we, we knew that that was coming. The next story, yeah. though, the Aegis and Salvation compete for Guardian Artifacts. Uh, those that listen to Elite Week religiously will tell you, we reported on this last week. We told you this CG was coming a week <laughs> in advance. We were like, hey, man, they just added these two factions. And, yeah, that's going to be next week's CG. And lo and behold, called it uh so i just i don't know i wanted to take a victory lap on that go ahead roy yeah absolutely uh june 25th uh, new alliance starports become operational uh so there's two new ports uh in the article they were kind of griping about serious corporation uh, having a presence there and perhaps uh, it was disturbing what might have influenced uh you know this to happen if sirius was involved especially since they were part of the Archon Delane's new starports. And the question was, what did Mahan promise in return? Dun, dun, dun. So that was the Galnet news. Right on. And the community goals, I'm going to save everybody time to say, as we already said, yeah, they did it from last week. All right, because they lowered it. They made it easier. Uh, if you had something to add to that? Sir? You muted, Seraph? Oh, sorry. Everybody drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll drink. I'll drink to that. Done. So, okay. So, um, 
as a member of uh, Skunkworks and AXI, AXI is, uh, is not political. We don't care about um, alliance, federation, um, and, uh, and um, um, empire. Yeah, yeah, that's the third one. And, and Skunkworks is uh, absolutely the same. Um, but uh, this, is, this CG is uh, AX related, totally. Um, the, the, the new weapon, um, Shard Cannon, yeah. The, the the class 2 shard cannon with engineering this is the first time in history uh, of elite that we see guardian weapons that are engineered we never thought that it it is possible i mean we we considered it might be possible it's just that we've never seen any sign of it so this is a big thing for ax combat and uh, if you want to contribute, please contribute to the to the shard weapon. Um, some people might say that uh, it's it's a gibbing weapon. Uh, I I don't want to uh, <laughs> explain what gibbing is because it's it's pure it's pure evil. But uh, it's it's a nice new tool for uh, AX, and uh, uh, maybe we don't follow uh, you know what's going on with with the salvation. It's a nice story. Uh, I have to admit that. I was pretty busy with with my um, at my work recently, mm. so I I couldn't even follow. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I am really really looking forward to see the uh, new guardian weapon. I I noticed that most people are going for it, not mm. for the stupid re uh, uh, reduce cost. What's what's yeah reduce cost of of the of the uh, of of other guardian tech because you know I mean it's still a grind if 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 you. If you pay in materials, uh, it doesn't really matter because you have to stack up on them anyway. Mm -hmm. But um, I also wanted to point out that uh, we noticed that Frontier tends to uh, put put those new modules and weapons to uh, to a tech broker to unlock. I mean, I say unlock, but uh, realistically, you still have to pay in mats for every single piece. But this is a, a quite interesting weapon, and we would like to see it in action. Uh, so if you want to uh, take part in, uh, part in it, uh, please do it. Uh, please do it, yeah. And uh, we will see some sick kills in AX combat using using that weapon. We do use shard cannons. Most of uh, AXI uh, use just ghosts. They, they, they say it's meta weapon and don't use anything else. That's stupid. In Skunkworks, we use everything we, we want and everything we feel is, uh, you know, interesting. Um, and this is, uh, you know, this is a weapon with some nice perspectives. Right on. All Thank right. You. We have got to move on because we are crazy late. We're going to be even cutting some stuff out of the show, but one thing we are not cutting for sure is the next section, which is the world premiere of the Rebuy Unlimited uh, first episode of their their new product. So check it out. All right, so we're here with Black Maze and the crew of Rebuy Unlimited. Black Maze, we're about to premiere this video of the newest offering of your crew. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it to intro it up? Totally. And uh, first of all, again, thanks for having me uh, as always. Uh, Rebuy Unlimited is pretty much a comedic web series that we've started for the Elite Dangerous Odyssey uh, when it released. And uh, yeah, uh, people are about to watch the second episode of the season one. It's not really a full episode, but more we're kind of releasing snippet episodes, short episodes while we're still waiting for some livery fixes and opaque visors to start working. So uh, we're kind of using this time to introduce our characters through some short episodes. Right on. So basically red versus blue, but funnier, faster, a leaderer and dangerouser. The pressure is on. 
Yeah. All right, well, let's enjoy the clip. Four, three, two, one, engage. Osiris Hagen requesting landing for prison. Uh, requesting landing for detainee laborer transfer. Access permitted. Set down on landing pad 16. Of course, it had to be today, didn't it? Just my luck. Fail. Get your gear and let's go. You've got a job to do. That you, Hagen? Why is it this time? His grace want the ought tuned up again. Just move it. You know, I was wondering why I was getting transferred out of here today. It's film night, you know. So what's new with you? Killed anyone interesting recently? We have places to be, Dan. Suit up. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming. You know, I'm gonna miss some of the folks in here. Some fun characters. Smasher Lee, the Big Yin, the Butcher of Thanatos. Oh yeah? What are they in for? <laughs> Fun story. Type 9 cargo blowout. 700 units of meat. Whole station stinks. They're still finding chunks of it in the ammo recyclers. What the hell, Dan? You couldn't wait to get on board the dropship? I have been holding it in for hours. These buggers hardly ever let you out, and this is the only toilet on the deck. Ah, uh, fine. Just hurry up. Self Hagen. Right, not 65 slaves offloaded. Same rate as usual. I think you mean 65 detainee laborers? Right. Anyway. Uh, what is it? I just remembered. I was gonna break out today. You talk some real nonsense, McPhail. And just how are you gonna break out? Classic. Gonna Trojan horse myself on board the resupply ship. You thought you were going to sneak out in empty cargo containers? You know they inspect those, right? No, the sewage containers, they don't. Good stuff, man. That is a funny video. And remind me not to shake that dude's hand. All right. So <laughs> let's start with Osashis. As the screenwriter, how do you come up with these stories? So I actually got uh, dragged into this by by Black Maze. I'm a, a longtime writer to do stuff for like Sagittarius Eye. This is actually my first in at screenwriting. So this is definitely a, a team effort. Uh, the entire team comes up with great ideas and stuff. And then we, we just kind of work together to uh, expand on those and try to find uh, ways to make them a little more funny and and interesting right on right on yeah you you've uh you've done a lot as as uh as one of the in-house writers of sagai to help sort of promote and 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 sort of put a big spotlight on the race community and and uh so big salute to you for that so dan let me ask how are you finding odyssey as far as uh, a, a platform to create these films what you know 
what does it get right? What what would you love to see added? How does it fill your needs? I mean, you could go on quite a long time about the, the various issues, and that's why we switched to this sort of shorter form format. In the first term, we've got really good first tips of script we haven't used yet. But what I think is great about it, what it gives us, first of all, it's the human thing, right? I know people have tried in the past to get, you know, things like this Macamania stuff done in Elite and it's been ships. It doesn't, you can't quite connect with the ship the same way as you can if you can actually see a person. So that's a big plus. And the other thing that really stands out is the bases and the settlement areas. It's obvious that there's been a lot of love and a lot of effort put into them and how they work. So there's lots of really cool potential spots and corners and angles and things to shoot that look really good. So I'm dead keen to get more into that and find the right locations and get them shot. And how are you finding sort of the transition from the, uh, let's say, teaser trailer that was pre-Odyssey, where it was all filmed in ships, to this first... Definitely a different problem set to have to try and solve. And I noticed... the same in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Once you have people in real life, it's easier to sort of to attribute those emotions and whatnot and i, I want to call you out on something dan that you failed to do uh you failed to get the authentic odyssey greeting of when two people come across each other they both kneel and stand and kneel and stand and kneel and stand maybe you can yeah. work that into the next one i don't know i feel like that that's uh again partially a limitation partially an evolution type thing as you've seen the clip it kind of works without it, i think but it's it's kind of yeah. sad isn't it like the whole elite dangerous the the concept around the 07 like how mm. the hell did they not lean into that why do we not have animations that we can like emotes that we can trigger how can you have yeah. elite dangerous where everybody greets each other with 07 and then you get on foot and all you have is the tea bag well that's something yeah. to look forward to yeah yeah now uh yeah. My, my next question I want to address to Alex, A-L-E-X, Turner of the Buckyball Racer, who, uh, who uh, as we all know, the Buckyball Racers are responsible for all things racing, including Rebuy Unlimited and all yeah, of the Scarab Mastery Challenge. Yes, yes. This is ours now. That's the American version. Oh, actually, you guys did it first, the British version of you show up and plant a flag and say, this is ours now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how many characters do you guys sort of have and what's sort of the backstory of these guys how how is the you know how, how did they sort of evolve into the the characters that we're seeing as part of the rebuy crew now yeah interesting i mean th there are a whole bunch of characters i um black maze will probably correct me but there's like uh, two three four five seven i think maybe probably got that number wrong but they, they came about pretty organically i think um Sashes, you know, as, as writers sort of came up with a bunch, but we've had a bunch of brainstorming sessions where we've kind of worked out the differences between the characters and we've worked out kind of looks and costumes and things. Um, viewers kind of don't really know the characters yet, I think. Mm. Um, I think these little teasers will give them a bit of an insight, but, but they do each have a backstory. I don't think I should kind of reveal that yet. I think the story will do that, hopefully. So... But, um, so what I'm hearing is there's definitely still room to uh, include a character, say, uh, oh, I don't know, a, a media mogul who could be like a bad guy or like just a bumbling idiot that's constantly getting involved. In, and maybe No, we've know. got the bumbling idiot. That's right, Ty, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> wow. Can always have more bumbling idiots. Shots fired. Shots fired. Wow. All as, right. you, as you might already know, me and, me and Ty already have a little bit of rivalry going on in this. Right. Well, clearly. I mean, as it's a Buckyball Racers event, you, you have to try to lay down the law. I got you. I got you. 
All right, Eliza, can you share something about your character? What you're the sort of the uh, the goddess amongst all of this sausage. What's uh, tell tell us a little bit about you? Well, um, I play Eliza Fenador. She's the daughter of Dalton Fenador, and he's the owner of uh, Rebuy Unlimited. And she's been sent to do some work with the Rebuy team because she's obviously quite a spoiled brat. So mm. he's been put into her place a little bit. She's not very happy about it. I noticed in the in the sort of teaser trailer that you guys did before Odyssey dropped, uh, we were all in the ships. There was a little bit of chatter back and forth, and it kind of had that kind of feel of of like, oh, I don't know, like from the office or whatever. Some of these great stories where uh it, there's somebody that's in charge nominally at least but maybe they get a little bit of rising or whatever from the from the actual crew yeah i think uh i think she's got her work cut out for her because i don't think she is in charge at all even though her dad is the owner of rebuy unlimited i think uh i think she's gonna get walked over quite a bit but we'll have to wait and see what uh, what kind of stories uh sasha's comes up with Right on, right on. So Black Maze, as as this sort of as these stories progress and as the 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 episodes go on, um, you know, I've, I mean, obviously, all kidding aside on the on the buckyball race thing, you know, you're a big part of the elite racer community, and you've got people in this group that are from the elite racers, from you know, buckyballers, uh, all these different groups, and I I feel like. This is a very cool bringing together of the race community to sort of do something, you know, silly and fun and whatever. And I, I feel like right now, not to not to focus on negativity or whatever, but there's sort of a lot of uh, feelings being expressed in the elite dangerous community. And I think that something like this project and, and, and the stuff that, you know, some other machinima creators do where it's like, okay, I can just put on a video it's going to go for five minutes i can laugh and be silly and whatever i think it's very timely and very very needed um, amen to that yeah yeah so tell us a little yeah. bit tell us a little bit of where you see this going and and uh sort of what sparked the original concept of like hey we're gonna get together as a group and do this so that's that's an awesome question and and i couldn't agree with you more we really do need some refreshing uh positivity right absolutely this this thing I, i've attempted something like this before um and and as uh donald 47 uh who plays dan just mentioned uh it, it, it's always been quite limiting with only ships and maybe people in srvs but it, it's very limiting in what you can do and as soon as we knew that odyssey was releasing and we were going to get on foot gameplay like that i was like this is the chance this is the moment that this needs to happen again obviously massively inspired by red versus blue uh I, I wanted to set out and do something like that again but truth be told i'm not all that funny and i'm not a good writer at all uh, especially with english being my secondary language i i need a lot of help there and i i started thinking you know if, if this is to work, we need a crew. We need to have a good set of people with, with a, a variety in, in talent. And here we have now screenwriters, voice actors, uh, people doing graphics. We've got so many different nationalities. We have English, American, uh, Australian accents. It's going to be such an incredible 
combination of talent coming together to put this to life. And we're learning because this is new for all of us. So, you know, between the pilot and, and these little short episodes that we're releasing now, there's so much to learn for us in the, in the process with recording and editing and all that. But uh, we're getting it down. And as soon as the final touches are done to Odyssey, I uh, to answer your question, where is this going to go? I think this has so, so much potential. And I just, I'm the, the, the thing I am the most excited for about Odyssey right now is Rebuy Unlimited. I just can't wait. Yeah, man. Setting aside issues and whatever that people have with, with Odyssey. If you just look at it from the standpoint of, okay, like, let's not look at it and what's there and what's missing, but just look at it from the standpoint of what has happened with the scope and what can we do with this going forward? The addition of having the ability to, you know, have this whole other way of experiencing the galaxy does open up so many possibilities, you know. We said, hey, the yeah. emotes aren't quite there yet. But they have acknowledged on stream, Frontier, that, you know, yeah, we've heard you and we're looking into that. Obviously, they got some fires to deal with right now before they, I think it's like number step one, that building's on fire, put it out. Step two, now let's bake some cookies. And I think emotes and, and, and there's some other good stuff that come as the cookies. And I look forward very much to seeing Frontier implementing some of these cookies that after, you know, give them two, three months to get the fire sorted. And then... Seeing what people like you or, you know, Terjan Starstone or Scorbius or uh, Spatula or just other player groups, other, you know, other other people do with with this. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how, how it gets planned out. And let me just ask you now, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot for a Elite Week exclusive. Go ahead and give us one spoiler of something that's to come and i'm saying this knowing that you guys are like oh, we haven't even written this shit yet but now i'm going to force you to say something and then you're going to have to write it into one of the episodes later in the season of something so think of something completely nonsensical and and give us a spoiler of what's to come i'm going to go around the room and ask everybody all right black maze one spoiler go organ transplants go all horribly right. wrong all right alex freeman go cobra mark three rattler orange for the win all right. Uh, Dan, go. Um, AI Barrett Mason into the wrong computer. Eliza. What the fuck? <laughs> Eliza, go. I don't have anything. How about a, 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 spicy, a spicy love scene between you and uh, uh, Black Mace, huh? huh? I can't. So Barrett Mason is, a, is, a, is, a, is an AI. He has no body. Where does that go? Hey, hey, don't. Can't shame her. You let her express herself as she wants. <laughs> there are technical I mean, solutions to this problem. People that have played Mass Effect will know what's up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So, Eliza. Robot love scenes. Robot love scenes. Confirmed. And lastly, the writer, the main man, Osashis. I'll give you two, actually. Okay. So, more toilet shots. Mm -hmm. And to go on, you know, actually, what's going to happen? There will be. A legitimate love roller coaster, but you'll see who and who and what and where any, in the future. Any chance that you can get uh, sort of a walk-on cameo from a, a, a media mogul to be part of the love roller coaster? I'm just saying, if I get to make out with Alex Freeman, it would be like off the bucket list. Wow. Just one thing marked off. You might get to make out with the tailpipe of a cobra, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll make something. 
Hey, I'm worried about. Hey. I'm worried about this lawsuit now. Is there any coincidence why <laughs> why Ty and Alex have rooms next to each other? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, so we we have our rebuy unlimited headquarters sorted, right? We went through all the settlements and we found one that we liked that we called home. I'm not going to spoil yet spoil yet where or or how or when it is, but mm. we did look at all the rooms and every crew member has their designated room. It's pretty cute. Nice. Very nice. All right. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been awesome getting to talk to you and getting to premiere the, the world premiere of this video for the uh, for the Elite Week audience. Thank you very, very much. And I look forward to more to come. Make sure you let us know when the next one's ready. Don't fly with that. Rebuy. Yep. 07. Right on. That is good stuff. We're going to hop, we're skipping all of real life science this week with one exception. Uh, we're going to hop in and hit that because it's timely. It just dropped within hours ago. So here we go. Real life science. Roy, take it away. Yeah, I'll uh, keep this quick. So the UAP report, the long-awaited report on UFOs, or as they're calling them now, UAPs, came out today from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Uh, I highly recommend you download the report and read it for yourself, as it's not lengthy, like seven pages plus a couple appendices, and it's written in fairly clear language. Uh, we have a link for it in the show notes. Um, here's some of the highlights. Uh, one, the limited amount of high-quality reporting on unidentified aerial phenomena hampers our ability to draw firm conclusions about the nature or intent of UAP. So what does that mean? As a result, the task force concentrated on reports that occurred between 2004 and 2021, uh, the majority of which are a result of this new tailored process to better capture them. So they have a new tailored process for the last 17 years. Uh, most of them, it says most of the UAP reported probably do represent physical objects given that a majority of the UAPs were registered across multiple sensors to include radar, infrared, electro-optical, weapon seekers, and visual observations. And in a limited number of the incidents, they reportedly appeared to exhibit unusual flight characteristics. Um, they do say this could be the result of sensor error, spoofing, or observer misperception, um, but there's probably multiple types of them as well uh, because of the different, exp you know, the, the range of appearances and the behaviors. Now, here's, here's, I think, one of the key points. Um, they say these things clearly pose a safety of flight issue and may pose a challenge to U.S. national security. Uh, safety concerns primarily center on aviators contending with an increasingly cluttered air domain, and they also represent a national security challenge if they are for an adversary, uh, for an adversary collection platforms or provide evidence of a potential that a potential adversary has a breakthrough or disruptive technology. I think that the safety angle is what's going to keep this topic uh, alive more than anything else. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, you can see the stuff on screen. We've seen this is not a situation anymore where it's like some guy in Iowa that's like, you know, Bigfoot and the aliens, they took me and like this is like the Navy. This is the yeah. Air Force. This is air traffic control. This is flying over massive cities where, you know, thousands of people are seeing stuff and going like, Here's here's that? here's where it's also being treated seriously by the military. They said most uh, most reports described objects that interrupted pre-planned training or other military activity. 
you know, you don't interrupt military training costing tens of thousands of dollars per minute for a for a mirage, right? Um, and uh, some of this some of this gets a bit sketchy. Like the sensor, they say the sensors mounted on U.S. military platforms are typically designed to fulfill specific missions. As a result, those sensors are not generally suited for identifying UAPs. I'm sorry, I have a problem with this one. You know, the sensors on fighter aircraft are designed to detect and track threats, right? So what, what are we saying here? That we don't have a good enough technology to detect military threats? Or, um, you know, if you want to sneak up on or confuse a carrier task force, use a fleet of weather balloons? Or, uh, you know, are they saying that? I think maybe closer to the truth is they're saying we don't have enough technology to detect what these things might actually be. Um, yeah, no, that's you know, in, in, that's exactly what they're saying. They're saying in military speak, which is it's unclear at this time, which means uh, I don't have a fucking clue how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so they they say that some appeared to remain stationary in the winds aloft move against the wind, maneuver abruptly, or move at considerable speed without discernible means of propulsions. And here's, here's something new. In a small number of cases, military aircraft systems processed radio frequency energy associated with the UAP sightings. That's new. I hadn't heard this bit about the RF energy uh, before in any, in any of the other, other you know, pre-reports we saw about this. Um, they've, they analyzed... 144, 144 reports came from U.S. government sources. Um, they only explained one that was a deflated balloon. The rest are all unexplained, and they've divided them into five potential categories. Uh, the first one is airborne clutter. The second is natu natural atmospheric phenomenon. The third is government or industry developmental programs. The fourth is foreign adversary stuff. And then they have this catch-all other bin. Um, so you might ask, what's in the other category? And here's here's what's in the other category. They say, although most of the UAP described in our data set probably remain identified due to limited data or challenges of collection, uh, which we may require additional scientific knowledge to successfully collect, um, analyze, and characterize, we would group such objects in this category pending scientific advances that allowed us to better understand them. So again, is this another way for the Office of the Director of National Intelligence to say that these UAPs may represent technologies that we do not currently have the scientific capability to understand. Thought that was interesting. They intend to focus, clearly. yeah, additional analysis on this, uh, especially the number of cases where they display unusual flight characteristics or signature management. So there's that RF signature management again. This is as close as they ever get to saying aliens, this, this other category. And then finally, buried in the appendix, I found this little gem. Uh, in appendix B, describing the sources of information for this report was the following. Uh, a detailed analysis of data from the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which was derived from investigations of intrusions of UAP data over restricted U.S. airspace. X-Files confirmed. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting stuff. I don't know, man. I, I think that there's tons of possibilities from other militaries or other groups that have some advanced tech that we don't get to all kinds of of other things that it could be. Well, they've, they've clearly ruled out it being anything we own. That was another key finding. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it, kind of scary either way. Here's the thing that kind of freaks me out about it. This is the kind of shit that they've been holding on to for forever. Why are they telling us about it now? Like, what's the like? Normally, well, my experience with the military has been that the shit that they will acknowledge 
is less than 10% of the shit that they know. So yeah. if this is what you're now publicly acknowledge, acknowledging, what do you well, know? They were sitting on this for 11 years, right? And they this report was created because of a, of a provision that was slipped into the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021. Uh, you know, last year, basically, which basically compelled the director of national intelligence to create a report. Otherwise, I don't think we would have seen one. Interesting stuff. Okay, the rest of the real life science stuff, which legitimately, I'm not just saying this, we had a really good lineup of stuff, but it's going to have to wait till next week because we have no more time for that. We're hitting the discussion topics because I refuse to let our skunk works friends leave without actually getting to address a bunch of good stuff so here we go no. <laughs> uh we're going to start off with the first topic katie burns is going to go ahead and present this topic I, I guess it's on the the topic of uh material trading uh go ahead yeah okay so um obviously this this isn't uh, the, the highest of priority concerns right now as you said um there's, there's so much that needs to be fixed with odyssey but um, but this is something that I think does need to be addressed at some point, um, which is I mentioned earlier about, about the, the state of the game and the grind um, and how, I, in my opinion, and I, I ran a poll on my on my channel, 70% um, of respondents agreed with the statement that players should be able to trade materials amongst each other, um, with 9% saying they didn't want that, they didn't support that statement, and 14% saying they had no strong feelings about it. So the majority of people would support a system of trading materials between players. Um, what brought this about was, as I said, I was trying to introduce some new players to Elite and to get them involved with what we were doing. And this was during the uh, the, the incursion that's just finished now. The, the video you mentioned earlier, that's the end of the, the this, this most recent conflict. And initially, it was a case of, well, if you want to get involved with the combat side of it, you're going to have to go and you're going to have to unlock all this stuff and set up ships, and, and, which is a lot of work. I mean, it's hours and hours of work. It, this, they, they probably wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have been able to get that process complete in the time that the incursion lasted. So you think, okay, well, what can you do to contribute if you can't be involved with the combat, if you still want to be involved in this adventure that we're on? But you can't be involved in the combat side of things. Well, then you can you could do some logistics stuff. But there is nothing that players can trade between each other that has any practical value outside of tritium for refueling carriers. Low temperature diamonds, you could say, is like a medium of exchange for credits. I mean, it, it, that's a loose one. And meta in the AX community, meta alloys serve a purpose of summoning Thargoids to an instance. But beyond that, there's no practical trade that can be made between players that can include people in, in, in what you're doing if they're not specifically set up for what you're doing. Um, so I think that it is about time Frontier maybe looked into the possibility of having players either the ability to trade materials or a system in which synthesis products can be traded between players. It would open up a whole new, essentially a player economy that is separate and doesn't affect the BGS. It would allow a much, much more meaning to squadrons and organized groups where you could have different people fulfilling different roles within that organization, carrying out logistics roles as well as combat roles, as well as primary role 
of that organization um and it would open up a whole new a whole new mode of play a whole new path for players to take to earn credits um in the early game because i i personally think that on a on a on a, a free market of materials we i've got so much so much i've got so many so much credits that i've recently that i've just bought a skunk works carrier on my second account fully outfitted and i've still it's not really made a dent in the credits you know there's so much credits and i would happily pay quite an extremely high price for mm. materials to not have to go and and grind them out because as we've discussed um myself Seraph, and soldier sailor it does seem that um the the materials grind disproportionately affect the ax community in a lot of ways because we are reliant on synth because to do ax at any serious level you need synthesis materials you have to they, they, i mean the lower goid, single goid fight lower lower level mm-hmm. you could get away with with um just having heat sink synth if you're a pro if yeah <laughs> <laughs> but at the higher level or if you're not if you're not fighting perfectly you're gonna need ammo synth you're gonna need afmu refills you're gonna need limpy refills probably um we the ax community are a very dedicated group Mm-hmm. But having to go out and grind over and over again just for the, the the materials you need to do the part of the game that you really enjoy, which, as I've already said, is a home run. The actual combat mechanics of AX are they're fantastic. They, 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 I can't say a bad thing about the, the mechanics of Zargoid fighting, mm. but the work involved a lot of the time to get to that point where you're having fun, it can test you. You know, it, 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 the, the AX community are a dedicated community, mm-hmm. but that will wear anyone down over time. So let me make a suggestion or an observation. We're actually halfway there to getting what you want already, Katie, in that all of the Odyssey materials are player tradable. Uh, like even opinion polls, smear campaigns, if they were in the game, any commodity any data and even data that you download literally if you click on it in your inventory and choose to drop it or choose to whatever you just throw it on the ground so the data stuff it looks like a i it throws it in this little container which goes on the ground so i can show up let's say i have you know 46 opinion polls and it turns out you know i don't even need 40 anymore to unlock the engineer i only need 20. so i take 20 i unlock the guy now i have 26 whatever i say hey uh here katie have 13. serif have 13. um uh soldier sailor he already got his unlock so he don't need it but like i i (laughs) i throw them on the ground and you just walk over and pick them up and then you know you could theoretically go to my fleet carrier and you know buy just transfer some money to me through the convoluted process of buying shit for overpriced and selling it back for underpriced and yada 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 but so frontier has already granted sort of the ability to do what you're asking it's just one you have to jump through extra hoops of doing the stupid transfer money through a fleet carrier and two it only works for odyssey materials which means that ax pilots cannot just say here let me uh help out let me do some logistic work 
and help out my brother over here or let me make some cash and help out my sister over here and just you know here throw you the mats um so i just wanted to point that out that it's we're already halfway there with odyssey yeah. just do the other half yeah totally totally sir sure. and, and oh go ahead <laughs> sorry sorry no I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm now, but um, just two hours as well but maybe if this if as you say with the with the odyssey side of things if this is happening kind of informally maybe time to embrace that and give us a proper interface for doing these kind of transactions mm -hmm. 100 percent uh serif yeah thank you uh, i just wanted to emphasize how uh important uh the materials uh and material grind is for ax compact um Many many people don't realize when they start doing AX combat, they 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 uh, they are told um, by someone at some point, probably sooner than later, that oh yeah, you need to be stocked up on heat sink and flak uh, uh, mats because they run out mid battle and you need to synthesize them. Um, maybe maybe it is a way uh to uh introduce the the you know uh, better trade uh for for materials mm. but uh i would like to just mention that uh the entire ax is is heavily reliant on uh, synthesis mm -hmm. uh for example uh, the hydra the the highest uh, interceptor vari variant uh in terms of uh, difficulty the so-called end boss of Elite Dangerous that has been soloed by probably around 200 pilots in 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 the game only. That's that's you know uh, the the true end game of Elite. You cannot uh, solo a Hydra without synthesis. It is mathematically impossible. There is one guy uh, who actually. Uh, soloed a Hydra once without synthesizing ammo, but he still had to synthesize his things. Um, so, uh, as you can see, I just wanted to emphasize how important synthesis is uh, to AX Combat. Also, I wanted to mention that uh, despite this, uh, uh, this, this part of Elite being so important to AX, uh, there is not a single material tr material trader in in play at this, but uh, putting it there, it would not uh, actually be the answer. the an The answer would be probably, uh, uh, can you make us not synth when we want to go fight targoids? Because that's 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 not good, man. That's <laughs> that's not a not not a valuable gameplay. That's cancer, man. Well said, tweaked. Synthing certainly for Axe, I can totally see that, but I'd even take it to the other portions of the game. PvP, you got to have your ships grade 5 engineered if you want to honestly compete in PvP. And the number one thing that would push new players out of this game before our current state with FDEV and everything going on right now was the engineering grind. They either wouldn't do it, they wouldn't finish it, or they'd go. And why should, if if... A member of my squadron is working on engineering his shields and all of a sudden he's short 10 units of selenium or whatever. Why can't I give him that instead of making him go grind, take a night, go down there, grind selenium and slow the process of everything down? There's no good reason not to do it. 
I would even go as far as to say I've got dozens, if not a hundred and fully engineered modules sitting in storage. Why can't yeah. I sell those to other players? There, there's no real reason for it. FDEV just, they don't want to impl- implement this kind of thing. And, and I don't see where they're going to do it anytime soon. One side note, I will say, uh, to my surprise, you can trade materials <laughs> with other players in No Man's Sky. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Soldier Sailor. All right. So just to give you guys some idea of like what we're talking about when we say synth is a bigger deal than AX pilots, let's have a worst case scenario. Hmm. Say you're totally out of mats. You were fighting goids you know, in an incursion. You're totally out of mats. We use raw mats, we use manufactured mats, and we use guardian mats. So for raw mats, you've got to fly out to the shards, you've got to load up, you've got to come back to a material trader, trade them down for the mats you want, then you've got to fly around farming HGEs or doing missions for biotech conductors and exquisite focus crystals to trade those down because we use focus crystals when we synth gauss, which are a grade 3 mat, so the exchange on that's pretty terrible. And then you got to fly out to guardian space and blow up sentinels for a couple of hours of relogging and then come back, and then you can fight. Then you can actually access the content that you want after you've done all that. And something that FDev could do like tomorrow that would cost them nothing, that would help everybody in the community, is just have better exchange rates at the match traders. That's something they could do tomorrow for free, and it would be like nobody would ever complain about that. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just it's something simple. It's free. It's like the best kind of solution for a company, right? Absolutely. And I think that's going to lead well into the next topic, but I'm going to let Katie close out uh, the first thought on this one. And then Roy's top, Roy's comment is going to take us right into the next one. Go ahead, Katie. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to add very quickly that um, there, are, there, are, there, are, there will be people out there who will say, um, don't make it a grind. Like you, you're making it a grind because you're just trying to go after these things. Just play the game. Mm. The problem, The problem with that is that what we want to do, we want to do something very specific, and it is it is how we enjoy the game. The problem then is that we the re- reason we try and get through this stuff as quickly as possible, the grinding stuff, is that we need those things to do AX, basically. Mm. And even when you're rushing through it, as Soldier Sailor just pointed out then, even when you're rushing through it, it takes hours. It'll take you three, four hours to get the materials that you need for one of the for one of the bigger fights. And also, on top of that, then if you fail, if you fail like the fight, if you fail, even if you fail to get the summer on some of the bigger fights, you've then got to go out and do that process all over again. Mm-hmm. Straight, you know, you go straight out, you got to grind out the materials again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sorry, I just wanted to add that in. The no, end. no, it's no, it's very, very well said. Um, uh, and also, before I let Roy transition out, I want to say in the show notes we will have a link to your video on this topic, which goes into even more detail and shows with graphics some of the stuff with the materials uh, and how how that that, that grind can be an issue and why trading would be a good idea and has some topics on it. So, Roy, uh, go ahead and hit your comment, and that'll transition us right into the next topic. Yeah, so, um, you know, I recall the the statement from lots of, uh, you know, our representatives from FDEV talking about they want you to be able to play the, the game you want, the loop you want. You know, if you want to be a miner, you should be able to just do that. If you want to do combat, you should just be able to do that. Uh, if you want to explore, you can just do that, and you can kind of stay in your lane, so to speak, and you don't have to do stuff in the other lanes to enable the lane you want to be in. And it, it seems like AX is the exception. And and so the the question is, if there is all this grind to get there, is there any way to make it fun? 
um, I think grinding can be fun. I'm making air quotes. It can be fun if you feel like you're being productive towards some goal. And mm -hmm. also if there's sort of little goals along the way, not just a whole ton of grinding and then to get the payoff. Um, often that comes from layering for me, it comes from layering things like I'm doing a BGS mission and I'm, I'm, uh, doing some mining and I'm, I'm, do, I'm trading cargo and I get to sort of overlap some different things. I'm, uh, I'm struggling a bit to figure out what, the, what, how do you, how do you enact, enact that with, with AX, given that so many of the things you need are stuck behind the worst unfun loops in the game, like the hmm. broken system for having to relog for everything. I, I, I think the first step is they got to fix that i mean that, that was something i was hoping we'd see in odyssey is um and, and as you pointed out some of that has been changed in odyssey but only for the on foot stuff they haven't really changed the paradigm around uh dav's hope and relogging uh, hges and mm -hmm. and uh relogging guardian relogging guardian mats um Certainly what we just talked about could create some kind of a pyramid where you're almost like a squire to a knight in an AX group and you're supplying materials and you work your way up and you're sort of doing things that you feel are productive towards that goal. But I, I really think the key is it's got to be something where you feel like you're making progress and it's productive and it's not just work for eight hours, then blow it all in one, one, one combat and then you have to go all the way back to the beginning of the line. If there was something where there was a progression of people that were helping you stay at the top because... You were the top of the, you know, the the combat uh, prestige pyramid, and you had some some sort of I hate to describe it as a feudal system, but people supporting this activity in ways that were fun for them until they leveled up, um, so that it wasn't it wasn't just all this work to get to the end. But mm -hmm. I guess to go back to the beginning, it's sort of violating their own paradigm to have a, a game, a, sort of a swim lane. Um, if people want to do AX. Why should they have to do six other different kinds of lanes to grind through stuff to get to that point? Um, yeah, that's yeah. the point. I, I get what you're saying, man. So the second topic, which you just led us well into, was my topic of moving your grind from unfun loops in a sandbox gameplay. And wh what do I mean by that? Well, I, I, I spoke with uh, earlier in the week, I spoke with uh, the Skunkworks people, and we were hanging out and talking, and I said... Look, grind in a theme park MMO is a good thing to a certain extent. It's part of a healthy process of keeping cheeks in seats for a certain number of hours. And, and let me sort of explain that before everybody gets mad at me. What I'm saying is, if you're talking about World of Warcraft, if you're talking about Final Fantasy XIV, if you're talking about these games where people pay by the month to play the game, and it's a theme park, you literally have, there are these things that you do, you run these dungeons over and over and over, and you collect your tokens, and there's a reason why you collect the tokens and you don't just get the stuff right off the bat because you have to run that dungeon 30, 40, 50 times to get the right combination of stuff to get all of your things because that's the loop. That's what is there. That's the game. Elite Dangerous is not that. Elite Dangerous is not a theme park. Elite Dangerous is a sandbox. Embrace it. You're missing stuff that theme parks have. But you have a sandbox. You have a whole other flavor on the menu to offer your players. World of Warcraft does not have 420 billion zones to do. 
World of Warcraft, you have your whatever. You have your, oh, this expansion is 12 new zones. And we, the game's been going for forever, so we have a grand total of 200 zones. There's nothing new. There's nothing completely uh, like, oh, okay, no one's ever seen this before. You have that in Elite Dangerous. You literally have two massive, completely unwinnable things. One is... 420 billion galaxies to explore and the second is a bgs where it's just this big massive puzzle that no matter it's the tide it doesn't matter how much you fight against it it's going to keep rolling over you forever because there's other people and they're playing their game so you have multiple aspects of there is no winning this you just do it in this case in this type of game I think there's no point to a grind. The grind shouldn't be, I have to get the materials to get this thing. It should just be, I have more systems to explore than I could ever possibly win at. So go, that's your grind. The fun is your grind. Or I'm a BGS player. There's no way I could ever get all of the systems, stations in the galaxy that we control it because... There's other people. You'll it'll always the title roll over you for forever and ever. So for stuff like AX pilots, right? What like first off, a when I fly and do a CG, when I uh, uh or not CG, when I do a CZ or a CG CZ, a combat CG or any whatever, and I'm flying around in a hazres or whatever. I don't have to synth ammo. I fly and fight until I'm out of my shit, and then I go back to the base and I reload because my gameplay loop doesn't have that requirement. Theirs does. So it's absolutely stupid to me that they have to synth with materials that require them to stop what they're doing, fly far away, and go hunt for shit. No, just literally today, flip the switch and say... How much does it cost to do a synth of a reload of ammo? Okay, take five times that much, ten times that much, whatever. Take any amount you want, five times uh, the amount that it costs to synth, and you have to go to an AX tech broker, and you have to pay that much to unlock that ammo. And from now on, that ammo is completely free, mats-wise. It just costs you credits. We all have credits. Who gives a shit? So it costs you the credits, and... Here is this token for a reload of that ammo, and you can hold, say, I don't know, five tokens, ten tokens. I don't know AX stuff. I'm embarrassed to be even talking shit in front of these three people. Let them it's tell a you. Idea. Let them tell you <laughs> how many reloads. Where it's like, ah, we need three reloads at most of this, but we need eight reloads at most of that. Whatever. Give them a 30% margin of error where you have extra, you have those tokens, and when they're done with their one hour or two hour or eight hour fight that they do, they can fly back to the station, pay the man his fucking money, and get all of the reloads they need so they don't have to do a stupid, boring part to get to the part of the game that they like. For Similarly, for uh, uh, you know engineering of a... FSD. Oh, I need a type. I need a size three FSD that's long range five mass manager. Okay, just go and pay and unlock it once. After that, if I want to have eight ships in the game, why? Who is Frontier to say you cannot have eight ships? Like, it's not hurting anybody. 
let me have all the FSDs I want. It doesn't change the fact that I still have to go out there and jump and jump and jump to billions of galaxies to explore them all. Let me spend my time on the fun part instead of on the, uh, I got to work at this. It's going to be eight hours. It's going to be whatever. You have a lot of people that are spending a lot of time in your game, some of it on fun, a lot of it on not fun. Maybe move the needle a little bit so people get to the fun. All right, uh, Roy. So I think part of the, just to kind of thread off of what you just said and, and uh, continue on from what I said a bit earlier, the, the unfun part of, of Matt's grinding, I think, is because it's largely a solo activity. Um, there's lots of examples of other game loops in the game, like mine, laser mining, for example, or, or shared trade missions or other shared missions where even while you're in the grind, it can be fun because you're there with your friends and you're all participating and you have a sense that you're getting farther ahead than you would alone. Um, and that doesn't exist in the solo, the solo mass grind. Mm. So it's, 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 uh, it's kind of like they're. I don't know. They're a bit schizophrenic. FDEV is a bit schizophrenic about what is the paradigm here? What is supposed to be the fun, the fun part of this game? And is it the? And as you, as everyone's pointed out, there's some loops where you can have fun along the way, and there's other loops where the fun is at the end. Yeah, like again, World of Warcraft. You get to level 80, 90, 100, whatever the top level is now, right? And then you, oh, I've beaten every one of the dungeons. Because they only, okay, with this expansion, we've been working for two years, and we put out these four new dungeons. Okay, I've done them all. Now what? I'm done. I have nothing else to do. Okay, well, that's why they have grind in those kind of games because you make it, you know, oh, it's impossible to, to, to beat those four dungeons without mm -hmm. spending six months ge gearing your shit up and for the next raid or the next whatever. Elite Dangerous doesn't yeah. have that. Elite Dangerous has there's hundreds of billions of systems. Good luck, fucker. You're never going to finish it. <laughs> so, like, okay, then what's the point of the grind? Let the grind be that fun. Soldier Sailor. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the grind is boring because the grind is boring. You're shooting at rocks. You're flying <laughs> endlessly in supercruise toward a signal yeah. source so you can relog on it over and over again. You, you know, shooting at sentinels is fun the first 50 to 150 times, but, like, it, you do it so much that it loses all meaning. It's just like taking out the trash, you know? It, it, you can The funnest you can make it is by taking, like, assassination missions to get... Uh, exclusive focus crystals, but then you get you only get five of them. Whereas if you're HGE logging or just flying from HGE to HGE, you can get grade five mats way faster. So like the only way to add any kind of fun to it is to slow it down. Also, why the hell do we have cross loop grinds? If you're an AX pilot and you need to synth AX ammo, why the fuck does not the interceptor that you just kill spit out a ton of tokens that you can scoop up and use to buy your AX ammo? If you're an exploration pilot, uh, why and you just want your fucking upgraded suit for your plant gun to have, oh, I got the best plant gun and I got the best Artemis suit. Why do you have to run around and do conflict zones for that? Why do you have to shoot people if you're a pacifist that, you know, Flossie from uh, Hunt and Trucker, she hates combat, will not do combat. She loves exploration. Why do I have to shoot a guy in the face so that I can do better at exploring? Why do I have to go do, you know, if it's just something that I'm not into? Why, why 
do AX pilots have to fly 300 light years to the left to go raid these ruins over and over and log out and log in and log out and log in and log out and log in so that they can keep hunting Thargoids? Wouldn't the Thargoids be able to pay that out? Katie. Um, yeah, so, I mean, what, what Soldier just said then is quite a good example where the, the Guardian ruins. Uh, the first time I visited was this, it was me and Will, my husband, we went together back when he was still playing the game. Um, and it was this little adventure we went on and we unlocked the staff and there was these ancient ruins and it was great. But having to go back there over and over again, you know, every, you know, twice a week, say, having to go back there and grind out more materials for hours at a time, just shooting mindlessly. Um, it's lost all meaning to me. Like the, the, it means nothing to me now. Um, and we, we don't like we 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 want what's best for the game. Like we love the game, we want the fun parts of the game. We want to see the non-fun parts of the game diminish. We know people. Um, we we know a, a, a PvP community, um, the Thargoid Conservation Society, that have all left the game to go to a game called Hunternet purely because there was no grinding mob. They could just jump in set their ship up and just go and do some PvP. They can they can bring new people into the game immediately because there's no grind. You jump in and um they can they can go out and do PvP on an equal playing field straight away. Mm. It's very difficult to bring new people into the game or keep people who have who have become tired with the with the grind mechanic when the uh, when when the grind is a prerequisite for getting involved. And We'll save. I'll save a bit about the instances for for the for the, the discussion later on. But um, but yeah, I think that the emphasize the fun bits. Get rid of the the grind. Get rid of the not fun bits. And I loved your idea about buying ammo, by the way, or buying refills. That would be heaven. <laughs> mm. Interesting. I'm gonna make another observation. The more I hear t people tell stories about the grind bumming them out, the more those stories come with little asides of oh my husband back when he played the game before he quit oh my buddy yeah. back when he played the game before he quit oh my girlfriend back when she played the game before she quit like there's so much of that uh roy so um I, it's, this is actually a question for our guests this is a random idea maybe it's terrible but what if there was a variant of i'll call it cqc but instead it was ax combat so you basically it's not in universe um, there's a selection of ships, and the weapons are already there. It totally sidesteps the grind, and you just get to play AX. Would that hold any interest? This would be my... So, so as I, I said briefly earlier on, there was a sport slide to AX, which is setting up an instance of, you know, I mean, up to eight, officially up to eight Thargoids. We have a, we have a table that goes up to 20, but they're mm -hmm. very, very time-consuming and difficult to set up. Um we would love to see a, a situation where you could just jump on, set up an instance of whatever targets you want, and go and fight them. Set up your ship with whatever weapons you want. I mean, we could we could bring a lot of people into the game, I think, with something like that. Um, do I think it will happen? I, you know, I've got well, to live in hope, I suppose. It's, I've got that's to a whole other hope. question. But <laughs> yeah. But just to give you an idea of, on top of the, the material grind for AX, if you want to take on the tougher fights, so any of the solo fights you can just find at a at a AXCZ, for example, or um sorry, a non-human signal source. It's um 4 a.m. I'm so I'm so sorry. Um any of the, the, the basic fights you can find very simply. When you get to the more difficult fights, so as you progress 
through AX, you want to take on more difficult fights. You're reliant on either high predictions, which is when the Thargoids interdict you mid-jump between systems. Or you go to a mega ship with a friend and they can help you get more Thargoids together. The high prediction route, um, I put I first suggest years about well, a year ago maybe about doing about changing the physics on this, but every one in five jumps on average you will be high predicted. But most of those will just be like a cyclops or two cyclops or things that the AX community are just not that interested in. Mm -hmm. The really interesting fights are one in 100 times chance per high prediction. So that's, on average, one in 500 jumps will get you one of them. Mm. So you, you've got, you, in order to go on the AXI's ace leaderboard, for example, you might have to spend a month, five hours a day, just jumping until you get the matchup you want. Oh and God. then you've got to, yeah, this is, this is the difficulty that come with finding out you like, you like AX. And AX is, is addictive. <laughs> this is why Frontier should reduce the, the the barrier to entry because it is addictive and it's fun. The challenge is really good, but once you overcome it, you feel like you've achieved something. But on top of that, then you've then got to spend all of this time looking for the fights to begin with, looking for it. Mm. You've got to grind out the materials, and then you've got to spend all this time fighting the RNG, just looking for the fight. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Let's. I think that. Definitely yes. I'm sorry. That was a long answer. No, no, that was great. That was excellent. That was excellent. I, I think that transitions well into the next point, and I'm gonna let then because we have people that want to add commentary to it. This will go perfect with that. Uh, so the next issue is just we're gonna shut up now and AX roundtable discussion. What's good? What's bad? What's broken? What do you want added? What do you want removed? Uh, and let's just let uh, Seraph, Soldier Sailor, and Katie. Take it away. Okay. Um, I, I have to mention this on behalf of Commander Zark Morsis at Skunkworks. Uh, <laughs> I love you, man. You're amazing. Okay, so he has been... Odyssey. Odyssey visual effects are... The scale is weird. Like, the, the Gauss rounds when they hit something, the explosions are massive. The the plasma charger, which Morsis loves, hits, hits the goid and the the cloud is enormous and it stays there for like 10 seconds. It's crazy. We would like that. I would, I think he and we would really like that addressed so that we can maybe start doing AX in Odyssey, which at the minute we don't do, we, we stick to Horizon. But little things like that would go a long way towards getting us to embrace Odyssey uh, in space as well as on the ground. Yeah, because what uh, people might not know who don't, who haven't tried AX and Odyssey, the explosion effects are so overblown. There's some kind of scaling issue or something, but the interceptor can be entirely obscured by the explosion effects or just the weapon effects hitting the Thargoid. Like, you'll see a scout shooting at an NPC ship, and the explosions from the scout's individual rounds look like nuclear bombs. Like, it looked like the ship was completely obliterated because the, the impacts on the NPC ship are like four times the size of the NPC ship. There's there's something weird going on there. And with the lighting too, it's really hard to see now with the darker lighting. Like, so you turn on night vision, but night vision is kind of a pixely mess right now. So you, most of the time we just fight in Horizon still because we can see what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, today, uh, today I uh, did some fighting in a wing in, in Odyssey for the first time. Um... And uh, 
guys just told me, uh, well, just just turn the night vision on if you want to see anything because there is no other way. Yeah, that that's not how it should be. We we want the game for from anyone from Frontier is you know obviously watches. We want the game to succeed. Like we want, uh, we want to see everything progress. And we know you've got bigger problems to address in a minute, and and that's fine. And uh, to be honest, in the last update. For me, at least, update four performance increase was enormous uh, on on the ground. It was night and day. But we, the the weapon effect, the darkness, the 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 anti aliasing, and for those who don't know what what that means is that when when there are fine lines in in graphics, um, especially with high contrast, so with the with the with the darkness, um, in Odyssey being much greater than the darkness in Horizons. The contrast between the night vision and the background, or the night vision and the glory, the little lines, is so high now that it just, at, at any kind of reasonable range, it just becomes really pixelated. It's difficult to make out where the Thargoid's heart is, for example, or what kind of Thargoid it is. And then these things do matter when, you, when you're fighting. Um, so we know these are not like immediately um, necessary problems to address. Um, but they would just, just an acknowledgement of them would go a long way towards. It's um, instilling confidence um, in people who are quite fatigued at the minute. I think quite, you know, we're not when when we're, when we're playing other games um, like Star Citizen, like No Man's Sky. We're not abandoning elite, but we are. Yeah, we're falling out of love with it a little. And Star I Citizen. It... Sorry. Sorry. Go on. Oh, I just, I just hope that. Things can start moving in a better direction, so that we can rekindle that love again. Um, also, if anybody from F Dev is listening, please fix the non-human signal sources. They're still broken. Oh. <laughs> broken in what way? <laughs> no interceptors spawn in them right yeah. now. Mm. So we can't spawn single interceptors without going to like an AX conflict zone, but they all just ended, um, or going to a mega ship and just kind of rolling the dice. Yeah, so, they kind of do spawn in Odyssey, but not in Horizons. And we play mostly in Horizons because, um, well, the, I cannot say that uh, it's an improvement in Odyssey for AX Combat. It it all looks worse. Uh, I know the graphics was improved in general. I I have to say, in Odyssey, planets look look they look dope. They look fantastic. I want to go exploring. But when when it comes to uh, AX Combat, Targoids, the explosions, this is all. Uh, a backstep. This is this is not an improvement. It's 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 made everything worse. The flag cannon also works worse. Uh, um, we have to use night vision. The NHSS so non-human signal sources only spawn better targets, higher variants in Odyssey. So <laughs> no, please please have that uh, uh, fix it and, and if you could, I would ideally see it uh, reverted to uh, horizons. Mm. Can I just say very quickly a big thank you to EF, EF Crazy on Twitch. Um, I'm glad the tutorials have been helpful. Um, keep at it, keep at it because it's very rewarding. Um, it's so much fun and when you will each interceptor is a hurdle is a mountain to climb but when you when you climb it there's no feeling like it beautiful i'm going to ask a question that i asked of you earlier because it uh like earlier in the week it engendered some conversation what if frontier were to add an advanced 
AX play area that had a safe border to keep out noobs from accidentally stumbling in and getting hurt. They could unlock 20 or 30 systems in the coal 70 sector that you had to jump two to 300 light years to get to. So basically you had to either A, take the frontier in-game shuttle bus, you know, mega ship to get there, or B, hop on somebody's fleet carrier and aim for there so that you, you know, had this area that's way harder, way more advanced, had non-human signal sources that would spawn that would be instead of just the the standard you know whatever one through ten or one through nine or whatever what if they had oh here's an 11 here's a 23 here's a 36 and they all corresponded to some of those random table of hyperdictions what do you guys think about the idea of that so i'll take it yeah Totally. Uh, I'll take it too. <laughs> yeah. If I could go somewhere to like to give you some idea of what it's like jumping. The ace kill that I did that got me to number four on AXI's ace leaderboard, I was jumping for twenty-four hours. I that's I, I recorded it. I looked at the footage. It was twenty-four hours of jumping before I got the combination of interceptors I wanted. And I got the summon right on the first attempt. If I'd got the summon wrong guess it's going to be another 24 hours of jumping back and forth between the same two planets to try to get that combination of interceptors. So if you could put that somewhere in the game that I could, you know, access reliably, I'd be on top of that. I'll buy all, Braven, I'll buy all the arcs. I don't care how, I'll buy them all. Just... Can, I, can I just add this one on top of that? Because I've been through, obviously, I mean, for my number one ace kill, um, it was, a, I don't know the hours, but... It was a month of jumping for, for for several hours a day to find it. And as you say, if you the summon he referred to there is um so the biggest high prediction combos are four thargoids, and then you can feed them meta alloys to get more to jump into the instance. But you've got to do that in a very specific way. You won't get all of them to, to jump in. And if you get that wrong, it means that you've got to go searching again. Um to add to that though, how long was the fight? after that process how long did the fight last oh that was um uh, close to three hours so the thing is if, if frontier worried that by allowing access to these things that we will play the game less these fights are very long fights that you're getting involved these these i mean i've done a, a 10 thargoid fight that was four and a half hours long i think ewan and, and commander ewan and commander maligno of the axi have seven hour fights each of them have a seven hour fight mm -hmm. if you put these if you make these things available to ax pilots we will go and take them on because we are looking for those kinds of challenges and that is the kind of i know from experience from my channel that 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 is the kind of footage and the kind of events the kind of action that inspires people to get into the game all you've got to do is make these things more accessible to them make the, the the process of getting into involved in AX or PvP or things like that more accessible at the beginning and then make the continued access to it more accessible. So an interesting thing about Elite Dangerous is that there's a lot of different ways that you can play the game. There's a lot of different things you can do. We have people like Operation Ida that they just do trucking stuff. Uh, we have you know, uh, people like the disaster relief uh, group that they go in there and they go into the burning stations and they help rescue people. What if Frontier were to add in some form of 
logistical support play that was directly tied to the not not the the station repair loop but the ax combat loop so that for example people that wanted to do trucking or wanted to do some form of maybe not uh just combat related ability you know what if what if there was a group sort of similar to operation ida but instead of repairing stations what they did was they trucked materials from point a to point b which then unlocked in a certain system some extra uh okay here now all of the repair ammo is is you know viable by credits because these guys over here trucked it from a to b or now this is a bit you know like something is available some way that they could support the ax uh gameplay loop through non-direct combat through logistical support that is a really interesting idea um especially about the about as you say another group of players using their logistical skills and uh, enjoyment of logistics to then seed essentially seed another group of players who are involved in something else with the with the the, the rearming or with the materials that they need to get things done that that i think again it, it anything that, it, that that improves interaction between players and adds meaning to being in a large organization like we're in a massive fleet carrier a fleet of fleet carriers and yet we can't in the entire human race nobody sells iron for credits anymore you know it it, it doesn't make logical <laughs> sense you know, it yeah. would be it would it would make a lot more sense if there was a system in place i mean i mean you know if for short of just letting people buy materials if there was a way for groups that are interested in that aspect of, of gameplay help other groups that are not interested in that aspect of gameplay um that would be great yeah i would i would absolutely support that and 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 it, to that same extent there should sort of also be a way for people that like thargoids and don't like the ax community they should have an ability to you know i'm trucking stuff to this area and it's going to make the hive stronger or i'm going to truck like give people the freedom of choices and let it land where it lands roy you had a, a thing on war and logistics yeah, well, I mean, if history is any teacher, the, the way you win a major war is you have better logistics. Uh, it's all the stuff that leads up to the people that are on the front line. And, uh, you know, there's obviously a history of of the uh, allied powers being excellent at that. And so if, they, if there is, I don't know, if there's something in lore coming, perhaps at a coming war with Thargoids, it certainly seems that there's a play for allowing what you guys just talked about having lots of players who have other skill sets support the fighters who um, want to do the ax combat imagine if as i said they unlocked something in the coal 70 sector and now the ax community <laughs> had a series of fleet carriers making jumps for a to b people replenishing yeah. fleet carriers in the bubble and then those fleet carriers getting out to coal 70 and unloading their shit for the ax community combat pilots um mm. Seraph, you had a thing um yeah that that's a that's a good point royce mate um i wanted to maybe go um, in a similar direction 
Um, so when we have conflict zones, AX conflict zones, we had them recently, um, there were specific missions uh, that you could uh, take on on, on the uh, Aegis megaship um, where you would get a reward uh, both in cash as in uh, materials uh, when you were uh, to go and hunt a Thargoid, a specific type of Thargoid, you know, according to the mission. So um, we were all, always wondering why those missions are not constantly available uh, in places where uh, Thargoids have always uh, been available. So in, in Pleiades or Witchhead Nebula or Colsec Nebula, Nebula where non-human signal sources uh, have always been uh, since 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 you know Targoids first appeared you can go hunt Targoids in Pleiades since what 2017 um that's that that's that's what 5 4 years now mm -hmm. um and um there was never uh, a mission available to hunt Targoids and get any reward for it you, instead you can just go and do, you know, courier missions, go go uh, do some mining. Why not give us some missions where the reward would be materials that would be useful for, um, for an AX pilot? Um, I mean, it would be ideal if the Targoids could drop materials that are available for us to, uh, you know, uh, for, for AX combat, that materials that we need actually. But but those missions, that's 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 a no-brainer. We should we should be getting them all the time. We are in an, in a state in a, in a system where Targoids are present. So we would like you to go and hunt them for us, and we will give you rewards for it. That's that 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 sounds quite logical, doesn't it? A hundred percent. And adding to the to that fact, let's look at let's. That's not how wars work. It's not wars don't work. Of hey man, here's my whole army. They're here at this location. They're just hanging out, ready for you to attack them. Fight, 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 whatever. We just said that there should be logistical support. There should be other non-combat mission roles for the AX spectrum of play. That should not only be extended to truckers. That should be extended to exploration pilots. What if you were to take uh, a um, sort of, what do you call it? Uh, you go and you sort Scouting? of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Okay, so here's the thing. Recon? Yeah, no, wait. Let me, let me. Here's the thing. They had in the Alpha, they had AX missions on foot in stations. We, we saw that. Now, they didn't, it was just an empty sort of bucket. They didn't fill it with missions because we're not at the stage mm -hmm. yet where we get to see the Thargoids on foot. But we know already because those on station uh, missions, they don't spawn like ship missions don't spawn there so that we're already guaranteed that we're getting thargoids on foot at some point how would it be if you had a whole spectrum of ax adventures where the thargoids are attacking in this system or they're attacking in these four systems right but like it's not just you have to go and fight them in those systems and beat them to win you have to find where their base is and you have to go and flip the switch to turn off that base, kill that queen, do that thing, which then would sort of depower mm. that base. And part of that is 
exploration pilots to go scouting around and use a whole sensor suites and whatever to find the underground base on a planet somewhere where they're coming out of and electronic warfare e-warfare pilots that are going to truck people on foot into the system and on foot fps combat people that are going to run around and play starship trooper and go into that hive and kick the hornet's nest and and fucking kill the queen and get it out while the ax pilots are flying around doing you know fighting the the interceptors and shit that are in the area to keep it all whatever um i don't know just all right i'm gonna you almost got me convinced to go play the game again kai holy shit (laughs) let's i i i I, we're way way over time so we're gonna have to kill this quick but i want to just turn it back over to the skunk work guys and let them close this out with their thoughts on this or anything else that the the story that's sort of stalling out on the thargoids the thargoid heart glitch that the ax community has recently figured out a workaround for but like years later frontier hasn't figured it out just anything you want, hop in. I think that, so with the story, really quickly, I don't think it'll ever be catered to the AX community, really. The the story, Frontier want everything to be a Shyamalan, an M. Night Shyamalan ending, where there's a big twist, and oh my god, this disappeared, and all this. And the AX community want it to be Starship Troopers, where everything's straightforward, and we have good intel, and we go in, or bad intel, and we have crazy bowels, and it, we, it's a lot more straightforward. Like the, the Alexandria disappearing, and we were, the entire AX community was geared up for a fight. We were waiting for it to jump. It, you know, I mean, what if it had just jumped and had just been attacked like crazy? Uh, we, were, uh, yeah, we had a great time defending it first time, that mm. first week. Um, so... I, I've I've given up hope on the story side because it is you've got to gear some things towards the kind of people who are the mystery solvers, the explorers and things. I get that. And I'm happy to concede that one if they make AX more accessible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say that um uh, if if you play Elite and you've never tried AX combat, if you never tried fighting Targoids and you think that you're you you're um you're um a seasoned uh, elite player that that means that y- you you've not seen everything you've seen shit to be honest you know there's there, there are those moments in in your uh, gamer life that you will always remember um and i had those moments in my life as well you know like when you when i played final fantasy 7 or when i when i uh, played uh, uh, total war games in in the past and uh, well i i don't want to go uh, and and mention other games i i just want to make a point when i soloed my first cyclops that was something but when i soloed my first basilisk i i was i was literally shouting and i hear those stories all the time when i when i come across people that just that are just starting their their rx career and they can be explorers they can be uh, players who have 5000 uh, hours uh, uh, in in elite uh, everyone who starts to do ax combat is immersed immersed uh, uh, right away and everyone is 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 blown away by how complex how nice how well made it is and i would encourage every single person who plays elite to try x combat give it a try and you will love it i guarantee it. okay not everyone <laughs> goes for it not everyone gets hooked 
it's 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 a fact i'm not gonna lie here but it is worth a shot and it is one of the best gameplays i have ever uh i've ever ever came across and uh thousands of ax pilots can can tell you the same thing so um yeah that that's it thank you no problem and uh soldier sailor you get to close it out hop in and do it to it just gonna kind of reiterate on what surf said yeah like if you haven't tried it yet try ax combat like when you solo your first cyclops it's it's a moment and then when you solo yeah. your first Basilisk, it's a moment. And then when you solo your first Medusa, it's a moment. Because each one, like they all kind of look the same, except for maybe the Hydra. But the, it is a big jump in difficulty on each one. So you, you do your first Cyclops and you think like, oh, okay, now I'll try a Basilisk and it's going to stomp you. And you're going to be like, oh my god, what happened? And and it's that's the progression all the way up. And then the Hydra is the biggest jump of all between the Hydra and the Medusa. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing like it. Like, I'm just just remembering it. I'm just getting that high back again. <laughs> like the first time I soloed him a uh, Hydra, it was like that's something I'm gonna remember for the rest of my life. Hi, and hopefully. I would strongly encourage anybody who is even thinking about it to to jump in and try it. There's plenty of resources out there on YouTube, on Twitch. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're friendly. You can talk to us. We'll help you out. You know, I just try, just try it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Katie Burns, hop in. Just last thing, um, yeah, I would also recommend, I, I cannot recommend enough giving AX a go. If you're looking for where to start, um, join, the, join the AXI's Discord. They are they are the gold standard when it comes to teaching people how to fight Thargoids. We I've all got a bunch of, Yeah, we all learned there. We all, we, that's where we came from. Um, I also have a bunch of tutorial videos on my channel, Commanders Will and Kate, that that show with 3D graphics and stuff the orbiting process. Um, mm. But do it. Just go and give it a go. That's the worst that can happen. Beautiful stuff. I want to say thank you to everybody who stayed up so late to do this. I know especially you Euros, it's like well into tomorrow at this point. So thank you for hanging out with us. Skunkworks, uh, thank you guys for coming in. You guys are awesome. I love all of you. Uh, thank you everybody who's stuck with us and listened to us, mostly me, ramble for hours on end. And, um, glory to all mankind. Uh, Katie Burns, say goodnight to the beautiful people. Good night, everyone. <laughs> uh, Soldier Sailor, say goodnight to the beautiful people. Good night, beautiful people. Seraph. Oh, yeah, Belta Lord, uh, have a good night. Right on. <laughs> Tweet. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for sticking with us for such a long show. We really appreciate it. Next week's a make-or-break week for FDev. It should be interesting. Uh, you forgot something, Tweaked. Oh, Shaznak. Nanu, nanu. Nanu, nanu. Roy, say goodnight to the beautiful people. Black Agile, stay dangerous. Absolutely. And everybody, be excellent to each other. I love you all. Bye. Engines on three, two, change.
ignition and may God's love be with you. This is ground control to Major Tom, you've really made the grade. And the papers want to know whose shirt you wear. Now it's time to leave the capsule if you dare. This is Major Tom to ground control, I'm stepping through the door. And I'm floating in a most peculiar way. And the stars look very different today. For here am I sitting in a tin can. Though I've passed 100,000 miles, I'm feeling very still. And I think my spaceship knows which way to go. Tell my wife I love her very much, she knows. Ground control to Major Tom, your circuit's dead. There's something wrong, can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear? Am I floating round my tin can? Far from the moon. Planet Earth is blue and there's nothing I can do. Love you all. After party's going on right now in the Elite Week Discord. Hop on over. Ciao.